and welcome to episode 414 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the web series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And long distance Clara. No, no, no. It's not a character from the classic Pigeon Street. It's actually Tony Esmond. Who's long distance Clara? Is uh, that a thing? Yes. She's a lorry driver, isn't she? She's a lorry driver, long distance Clara. Yeah. Uh, is she sexy? Well, as much as he can be in Pigeon Street. In Pigeon Street, <laughs> yeah. Who was the sexiest person in Pigeon Street? Google it, everyone. And Please let us let know. Us know. Yeah. <laughs> you, sound better, you sound better this week, by the way. I'm thinking... You can probably still hear it in my voice, but I don't sound so You've got, you got a pube stuck down the back, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. I find that it helps like, give me a gravelly voice. <laughs> <laughs> Phone me later, yeah? We'll go yeah. in a hotel room. I need yeah. to get sleep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I can breathe a little better and breathe in the wonderful smell of comics. And who doesn't love comics? And that's <laughs> and why I just told another here. off-colour joke, didn't I? You did. Yeah. And that's more, become more a important... tradition before we get started, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And most importantly, <laughs> it was off-air. Which means <laughs> I don't think we could ever do a compilation of those jokes. So I no, oh God. No, 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 no. Um, one about what, car parks that Dan told. Not yeah. great. That's, that's pretty bad. What we can do, though, gents, is we can talk about comics every week. Yep. And welcome yes. to the show. And this, for the next hour and a half, it's the three amigos just here to entertain you. Talk about some certain subjects. Look back on this year so far, 2020. Halfway, it? Halfway, mm. almost. Pretty much, but it feels like a hell of a lot is seemingly gone down or, or happening, yeah. and uh, we're not quite <laughs> we're not quite sure where we are <laughs> in the world. But maybe that's just the Beecham's talking. And uh, yeah, we got a couple of uh, questions. Stephanie, yeah. Stephanie's. <laughs> we got a couple of questions um, to talk about. She's definitely one here. Did you know that, that Stephanie bit, Beecham? We... <laughs> <laughs> Google that is true. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, is that it's still caught in my throat, Tony. Anyway, yeah. um, but do you it's know a ginger one? If it's her, <laughs> do you know what also catches me out? Comic, Comic House. House. Comic House. Yes, N- namely the sponsorship ad because I always mm. try and figure out how to do the sponsorship ad. Wait, three seconds before we actually do it, but they are. <laughs> they are. Oh, you've got to do an advert. Oh, yeah, fuck. yeah. They are. <laughs> they are our sponsors, and Pete and the. Guys from Comic House are amazing people who love indie comics as much as we do. Yes. And therefore, it is indie comic marketplace. So, if you have books, put them on there. There's a huge selection of titles already on there. If you self-publish, it's another avenue to get your work out into the world. But more, more importantly, if you've got digital copies of your comics, and digital is seemingly everywhere at the moment, there's lots of things... So people do listen to this and then go and put their books on there. Mm. That's what I like about it. Yes, we are, we are helping the world of Comic House, aren't we? I'd like yes. to say that you know. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, getting down. paid a thousand pounds a week for doing this. I'm going to definitely be popping uh, Viper Crimson uh, Dawn on there. This oh, year. Yeah. put it on there. Once See if it's on there. I'll read it. If I'm away, like I am at the moment in a hotel, I'll have a little look at that again. That's a good thing yeah. about having it on the on the yeah. reading app, isn't it? Yeah. And all you to, to take part in it, you you just basically like Netflix for comics, just a subscription service. It's so back it's in three pounds a month. <laughs> three pounds a month. We were freestyling for a while which, there, Dan. Which is very, very back, in. <laughs> <laughs> back on script. Yeah, yeah. I just roll with the punches, baby. And uh, <laughs> we've done a comic house and chill joke before, haven't we? I can't remember how it played out, but we definitely that's a box. Were we all together when we did it? Might have been. Yeah. Oh wow. And and the joke. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. We're recording this episode early, guys. So, boom. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. We are early, aren't we? Because yeah. we haven't. I haven't been to Glasgow Comic Convention yet. Yeah. That's why I'm in Glasgow. Or they did but get as, CP as, as we speak now, that's just happened. We hope you had a lovely time. Yeah. There. Not you, Tony. Well, we hope you had a lovely time. Nobody cares about me, do they? We all care about you. Well, look at that. Apart from if they need me to review their comics. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that bloody schedule you got to navigate on the day. At yeah. Comic-Con. I just hope you get it all <laughs> packed in. Yeah. Do, do you know what else is packed? The comic house, My uh, pants. <laughs> as well as that, front and back. Um, <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> the comic, the comic house library, library of yeah. digital indie comics, which is growing all the time, pants. all the time. So to find out more, and please God, ignore all of this. It's a genuinely great place <laughs> yeah, to no, check it out. It's very good. So, Nothing, so to find better, out, far better than we are. Yeah, I mean, there's they, the they deserve better than there, this. Isn't That's all we can say. Like people have done reviews on comics on the comic house. We've done a couple of reviews ourselves, and yeah, yeah, some of our past guests. Yeah, we've comics discovered on there. Comic House. So mm. there you go. Yeah. So to start a fourteen-day free trial and uh, discover more of what we're talking about, go to comichouse.com. And as always, to the Comic House guys, we're so sorry. These are like <laughs> these are literally <laughs> the worst sponsorship ads. I think I can't listen I, to this in, if I ever listen in back the podcast the realm. It's getting like crippling second-hand embarrassment from re-listening yeah, to the yeah, advert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big shout out to big shout out to last week's boss of the week, Craig Shields. He's updated the site, so you can go on there and find uh, oh, that's last, fantastic. last week's recommends yes. as well. Yes, stuff. What well, an absolute dude. legend! Thank you very much, Craig. Don't forget to pre-order Christian Walgus's new book. Yes, get out there and do it. Yep. Yeah, the hunger and the dusk issue. We one. were shouting about that this week, and we uh, I was. I really enjoyed. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah. And we do it because we love. I we sent love him my comics. banana comic. He liked it. Well, who wouldn't? Exactly. It's very appealing. Yes. When uh, Christian told us that skull story, I kind of like. That was bare reaction, please. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> that, sc- that skull story of Christian's was kind of uh, took me back a bit. I was like, "Oh, okay. I didn't expect that this story to go like that, but it did." You have to. Oh, he was to... boiling a skull and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was around his house when he was doing that. Yeah, boiling the skull. Well, he was he was sort of getting you, it ready. Is that so. euphemism? Yeah, uh, <laughs> boil my, I'm going to boil my skull all over my. See if I went around my mate's house and he said, "Do you want a cup of tea, Dan?" And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Do you want some pasta? What's been in that pan?" Someone's yeah. been boiling a skull in there. <laughs> oh no, it was a wok. I used to walk. I'd be like, <laughs> "Fucking hell, big over the skull." What's going on in that pan? I'm just boiling the skull. See, I've got to go, actually. You know, <laughs> I've got something to do. Say in the car. <laughs> oh dear! Amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a wild one this week, isn't it, gents? It's going to be, I yep, love it when it's like this. Talking to you and you're winding up the window, so yeah, I'm just boiling and put it on the the wall. Yeah, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Just finding my keys, <laughs> just putting my keys between the fingers of my fist. Yeah. Ready, just in case. Is there a key to this lock? <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Tony's taking his trousers off behind me. What are you doing, Tony? Nothing. <laughs> I thought doing, it was, nothing. I thought it was one of those things again. I thought it was happening again. <laughs> How do you think we got the skull? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, right. there's no sauce pan big enough. Choke hold. <laughs> so we're going to do handbrake turn into. Uh... I don't know why I said that. I, I don't it. know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear. But anyway, 
please stick with us because we're about to talk about yeah. some comics. <laughs> we are going to talk about comics. Yeah. And we've got some pointers for people attending conventions shortly as well. Yes. So there may actually be some sensible chat. Um, to anyone in chat, I doubt it. it. <laughs> we're going to try. We're just having it. We're just having fun. Did we get to Thought Bubble in 2021? It was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's 2021. Right, we didn't do 2022, did we? It's flown by, man. Time is meaning. Yeah. yeah, time has flown by. It is already halfway through 2020. We need to do another March soon, kids. That's Definitely. what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, it feels do a like summertime March. How would that be? That would be hot, wouldn't summertime it? Summertime March. That would be, yeah. be pungent. Like, man, it's only fucking 1st of June and already the temperature's getting up there. Is it I, I tell you what, it's fucking summer? boiling in Glasgow walking around today. Will you yeah. two stop whinging? <laughs> I've got the air conditioner. I've, I've had to turn it off so we can record this. Oh, it's right. Noise. It's like being in the third world, yeah? <laughs> so, so tw- we're going to talk 2023, we'll right? What is, I mean, the year mm. so far, as we're talking now, um, there's some strange things going on with things like Diamond and mm, yeah. uh, or lots of strangeness going on right now. And it feels like. Well, I mean, what? <laughs> I can't believe we've gotten this far. So when I when I ask this, gents, I'm genuinely asking because my brain is blank. Well, it feels, here's so much is happening, I... but what's ha- what's happened? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, what's the current thing? I think one of the things that's worth talking about is I know it's something that we have m- moaned on, and me and Dan played this game when we were in Goss the other day. Is um, the price of small press books mm. now? Yeah. Everyone looks at us and think, oh, it's just three old blokes fucking moaning about the price of things again, which is, you know, we, we might as well, we could be in Lidl as well. As well fair, in a comic shop. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But David Ziggy Green, who runs the um, alternative bookshop Jam in Hackney, which I mm. ordered some books from last week. Um, he, go check it out. We, yeah, go check it out. Go buy something. He was tweeting the other day, and I make him write on it, and he was saying, what is it with small press pricing at the moment? He says, do you not want to sell your books? Mm. Yeah. He says he looks at stuff that, you know, should be three or four pounds and it's like 10 or 12 pounds. And that's exactly what we found. And we've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. But I think it's being evidenced now by someone who runs a shop who says you can't sell it at that price. Yeah. Nobody will buy it at that price. You're taking the piss and it's overpriced what, for what it is. What kind of got me is there were some responses saying, look, we've got bills, we've got this and that. It's like if your only source of income is that fucking book. You got bigger worries. You're, than... you're a fool. Yeah. Yeah. And that... the th- the thing is, like we around this table, we all know how much it costs to print yeah. a book, and it don't cost that. Like I, I did the Viper. What was that sixty odd pages, full color? Yeah. On like glossy paper, and it's coming in at like I said at eight quid, and there's books in there for like A4, photocopied and stapled, and they're selling for ten fifteen. Yeah. So uh, yeah. don't fucking tell me about prices and shit like that. I just. You no one to buy that. You're pricing yourself out of the market. Yeah. And I won't say who it was, but I was in a comic shop a few months ago and I took something to the counter and the very nice person behind the counter, we all know, went, have you looked at the price on that tone? I went, oh, yeah, I'll put that back. Yeah, a bit much. Yeah, so I would I have mean, bought it if it was a reasonable price and I'd I be talking about it on here. Like a fanzine yeah. kind of thing. You're kind of doing this thing for the love of, like, you're banging out this kind of copy you're going to put on photocopy paper because yeah. you want people to kind of have a read and have a laugh or whatever you're putting out there in this scene, as opposed to thinking, oh, I'm going to make a few quid on this, which, I, well, perhaps I'm thinking the wrong mindset there. Um, well, I think I think the market the, the market cost has got to be what has been what will be the decider and what will yeah. sell it. Yeah. I mean, we've, just done a kick, we've just done a Kickstarter, which was purely based, no extras, no frills, no original art, nothing like that, just purely on the price of the book. Hmm. And if we'd have put it up, two or three people would have gone, what, how much? 
Yeah. You know, so we ha- you have to make these things viable to be bought. Yeah. Well, you we've know, done- I am not a charity to spend an extra fucking six quid above above and beyond what it should be to buy your book. Okay, mm. Yeah. Yeah. We've done, I've been involved in Kickstarters. We've worked out the, the base cost of what we need to, to fulfill the order. Yeah. So say 400 quid and then anything over the 400 quid, cause that's everyone's got their book is a profit. So you kind of look at it like that. So if it, if it breaks 400 quid, the campaign succeeds, the books printed, we don't get any money out of it, but at least you kind of that's out there in the world, but yeah. the, the books, you can cost it of how much your customer's willing to pay. If you're going to charge 20 quid for your book and they pay that, that's like one thing. But if you've got the guy in the shop saying, look, you're fucking overpricing this. People aren't buying it or I'm going to buy it. Surely you've got to sort of take heed of that and think, well, maybe I am going a bit too much on that. I, I mean, apart from, a, apart from a very small handful of people in the small press, who could you say is out there that could pay the mortgage off selling small press books? Very few. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people who are fortunate enough to be able to you know get, get a full-time gig doing comics and stuff it's you know they're, they're usually working with someone you know this isn't uh someone who's probably got boxes you know filling up their garage or something like that there's usually they've they're with a publisher or they've got a book you know they've got these book deals or things you know yeah it's not you know some of those stapled books you know the, the photocopied and stapled books that we see which obviously have huge value and value and merit but the but the pricing i think you're right there's there's 95% you know of of small press uk indie creators it, it they can't you can't support it, yourself you can't support no. yourself yeah to to a to a genuine comfortable living shall i say yeah. yeah you could go to like every single con up and down the land and sell every book and i doubt if you'd be able to yeah. make a living off that because yeah. the amount it costs to do a con yeah as, yeah yeah so most of the, most of the time people have got to make these books because they love it because they believe in it you know because they just they just want to do it and uh sometimes it's just because you, you get a lucky you know you do it because you love it and then you get a lucky break and who knows a publisher sees you and then wants to do a graphic novel with you. you know that's that's way down the line yeah. you should always do it because you love doing it and that's that's, I mean, that's the only reason that's, i do it man yeah I that's the only reason I, make, I do it i don't make any money from comics i make a loss from comics mm. because right. i want the money to go to the you know Falpy or Forpy or yeah. Cliff or, or the guys who work in Hickson or you know the people who are doing that I don't get yeah. any money from the current one because yeah. I'm but, just a writer I yeah. do it for a laugh it's my hobby I love but, it yeah, I've no interest in, in doing comics full time I, I no, don't see any career path for me at all no me neither yeah. man I do it for fun but I want to actually, I want to actually be able to pay my mortgage yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sort of plays that play the devil's advocate and like step into the grey area you know for for those um for those people who you know it, there's a lot of costs obviously with the printing or paying artists you know lots of different variables um so when we see that final price at the end and certainly we know a lot of creators uh, some a lot of them friends of the show and stuff who are they are making those expenditures they are paying the artists or you know they they are paying the printers and yet when you see that kickstarter they are not they are not charging an arm and a leg for yeah. a comic yeah how is that different do you know what i mean to just a solo, just like a solo person who doesn't have any outgoings, who's charging double that. Um, oh, yeah. you, you know, because I and we all understand, obviously, there's a certain amount of like, okay, you've pa- you've paid several hundred pounds to get these printed. I always, you know, when, when it comes to my stuff, when I print stuff in the past, like, well, as long as I get the printing money back, 
Exactly. That's yes. yeah, that's why, mate. That's why. Yeah, like for. black or something like no, that. No, you're not yeah, running yeah, at a loss. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was reading a thread because I'm part of some of those indie groups on Facebook, and like the guy was saying, "How are we going to cost do this comic book? Because like it's going to cost me about five six grand." And it's like, mate, if your first comic book's costing you that much money, don't fucking do it. This reconsider what you're doing because or I don't be, know be, where that be, be expecting to lose some money. Yeah, God, like yeah. You, yeah. you're you're going right up in the high end there. Uh, that's yeah. really like, and your first book you've ever thinking about making, and you're thinking I don't know where to cut back on. That's a lot of money you're dropping down for someone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, devil's advocate here. There is there is the argument, and I think occasionally I do agree with him. That there's no price you can put on art. You know, any if you you know that that word, that highfalutin word, art. But then again, comics kind of lays in a bit of a different area for that, doesn't yeah. it? It's a, it's it should be a disposable medium. Sometimes yeah. it isn't, but, but it's but I, it's, it's it's emigrated into the bookshop arena now, which yeah. is a different thing, isn't it? Even the indie bookshops yeah. or your water. It's got to compete. It's got to compete. You yeah. know. Yeah. 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 So they they're also sort of competing with those prices and those looks. You know, so the finishes have to be be better or it's you know there's all and obviously with with the evolution of printers and things have gotten better and certainly we all want to get what we justly deserve for the work that we put into these things um and hopefully people like it that's i think that's part of the reason we do it so that we entertain people so we give something i think i think there's a relationship damage that can be done here that if someone goes in a comic shop and looks on the small press shelves and everything is massively expensive they're going to expect everything else to be massively expensive. Yeah. With, so reputational yeah. damage can be done by with just taking mind, this. Yeah. Know. To, to piggyback off that, this is a question I just thought of as, as we were talking. Okay. It perfectly piggybacks off that. With that in mind, do you think the sort of pricing structure or the the sort of the day to day small press and independent experience within comic shops within indie bookshops is affecting people to migrate to web comics? And manga, I think. And manga. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a tour around Pete Watson and Dave Steele. I met in um, I met in FP today in Glasgow. And um, I don't know if you've been in the Glasgow FP. It's fucking amazing. Really is good. No, I've never they've been They've got there. Bits, bits designed by Frank Quietly and all this sort of thing. But what they've got is they've got a massive, they've got a whole section. It's like a different room, which is just manga. Yeah. And that's, and he was saying we got a, a deal three for the price of two. And that's I think that's quite a regular great. deal there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be three graphic, three trades essentially for twenty quid or something, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. going to be that. Speaking, the, speaking so, of manga, listen to the latest uh, Never Ride Anything. Yes. With, uh, oh, thank you, mate. Yeah. Tony and uh, Tom. I listened to that today. It's fantastic. It's really oh, thanks, good. babes. Yeah, we got quite excited on that one. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. kind of like when I listened to it, I said, like, "Now I got fucking buy this." Good. I, I hope you joined. Yeah, yeah, every just, time, uh, like, I got but that's a, but dinner. also I think there's something about I mean the manga revolution that that we're that we're seeing. Mm. Um, there's a real excitement and enthusiasm like you say yeah. oh I've, I've got to buy this and just say you go into a bookstore that's doing three for two because they you know all those sort of, those books and it's like when we go to conventions and we discover like europe um what's the um not europe comics who's the guys we're friendly with we know the translator from oh god yeah shit uh, uh, or, or humanoids or something like that yeah. for example they, they're doing the cine book i'm thinking of they do yeah. a three for two on that and we get all excited yeah. at conventions don't yeah, we? All yeah, fucking yeah. yeah 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 um, I think maybe there's a bit of the kind of uh, the ego involved when you're charging fifteen pound for a, uh, an A4 folded bit of. Is. Bit, do you think like rather well, desperate yeah, to get much. in the comics journal, aren't you? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I think over maybe the, uh, you know th- this may be a cold harsh truth, but I think over the last ten years, 
um, especially in the independent comics field and small press field, maybe more towards a small press field, um, web comics and manga have, it sounds cold to say, have taken away from it, have taken audience away yeah. from it. Oh, um, yeah. And that's not to say, that's not to speak of the quality of the small press books. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, and before, and I would say, obviously, we, we're talking ever more frequently about the manga revolution but before that certainly web comics wasn't it the web comic boom before that mm. so you already yeah. had a market of people that got into that you know they left the p- traditional printed medium got into their web comics and there's probably a group of people that do this and with the web comics and of course there's a lot of um manga and uh, manga inspired books there so when they decide oh i want to get back into buying some printed books where they're going to they're probably going to you don't underestimate the effect that COVID had on the comics industry. So while we had, you know, we had that, what was it, three, two, three months where we didn't know where the comics were coming back at one point and we had that sort of thing. People could go and buy cheaply and read online manga. Mm. Um, And I think that's, and because it was, we had that nice, where everyone just fucking watched Netflix, didn't they? You know, the, everyone was watching all those animes that were jumped onto Netflix and that and that's what increased the manga thing. That's where it yeah. went, I think. That's why it exploded. And I actually think I was talking about this today. I think w- we've got to stop thinking about it as an interloper. We've got to stop thinking about it as a, as a you know a taking over an invasive force. We've got to start learning from them and holding onto their tail and fucking follow them through the sales market. I think there's they've got it so right for the new yeah. kids out there. If you look at all the American New Underground, it's all people who are influenced by manga. We've actually got to the point where it's becoming a generational thing now. Yeah. yeah. I think Marvel have got to grab that and they've got to fucking start yeah. doing something about it. Marvel I and DC. Don't think they've got the chops, Marvel. I don't, I don't, Marvel. I don't think they I think they're too stuck in their ways. They think yeah. they're not I think they're too stuck I, in their I ways. mean it will we'll probably see in 5 years maybe a, what will be heralded as a seismic change because the publishing arm will completely change. They'll just you know, they'll just change up the management or they'll just change things completely. That's the only way I can see it sort of changing. Who knows what will happen? I can't, and that's just me theorising. But here's a question I think um, a lot of creators sort of need to ask themselves, and this is from the Awesome Comics Podcast, just asking you if you're a creator, putting out your books, especially putting out your books for sale. You could be a webcomic creator. Whatever you're doing, we hope you're enjoying doing it. But also ask yourself, especially at this time when something's uncertain, why are you doing this? That's a genuine yeah. question. Hmm. That is a genuine because comic comics is a wonderful community. Comic you can make lifelong friends. You can meet creators that are lifelong friends. You could collaborate. You can you can do this. But are you in it for the long game? Because clubs and cliques and all of this only ask, last so long. That's the truth of it. Look at it like you know. Where is where do you want to be? Do you, do you want to be doing this in ten years? Yeah. Do you want life, to? Huh? You know. And sometimes when it's conventions, and we all have, we've got groups of friends, and like you know, have the great meetups, and there's the wonderful social times. But if you, but take all that out of it, take all the social stuff out of it. It's about the comics. Yeah, why you, I think why, you're right, why, man. I think why are you making the comics? There's certainly people we see in certain cliques, I think it's maybe partly a London thing, who are in it because they think it's cool. You know, there is definitely that. I think it's yeah, more of a zine fair, fair kind fair of point. And I'll tell you what, yeah. it could be cool. It could be, you know, it could be the coolest thing ever. But cool things pass. 
it'll be and cool. You still, you still have be to cool be making for, it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. You could be cool for two, three, five years, but eventually, someone else is going to be cool. It's just like music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You got to keep going. You got to keep plugging away, haven't you? You know. How many yeah, people but- have we seen turn up? And we've had them on the show like almost like burning red hot with enthusiasm for the medium yeah and what and i look back and i look at some of those people and i think where have you gone yeah just disappeared yeah, we haven't yeah, heard from you yeah. yeah. no, no, just disappeared yeah I mean, sometimes life guys, happens I... sometimes like especially yeah. with a small press and indie career life happens and things change and like if, if you're if your life is forced to go in a different direction then do what do what's best for you I feel like sometimes yeah, people but... get into it i think you might mention this before that oh this is going to lead to this and this can lead to that and then as is often with life, it doesn't, and you yeah. kind of yeah, just yeah, yeah. okay. I, but, you, there's also this sort of no, no responsibility blame culture where we see people going, "Oh, if only they'd helped me, I would have my comic would have made it and yeah. stuff like that." You know, no, that I, <clears throat> I really don't like that. I mean, we help as many people as we can, and it's yeah. not our responsibility that your comic failed. Do you know what I mean? Oh, fuck really no, 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 no. I mean, let's yeah. let's put it like this because you know, what kind of creator are you when no one's talking about you? You know, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. You know when you you know when you you've probably and this this probably goes for all you lovely creators out there who have just started making comics. No one's talking about you right now, but you mm. are making a comic right now because you fucking love it and you fucking believe in don't it. Worry, yeah. Don't worry about people yeah. talking about no, you. No, when no. your comic comes out, if it's good, it's good. Don't worry about it. That's the only yardstick you need is that whether your comic's good. Not that yeah. it gets some fucking glowing review on some wanky website. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares, mate. Yeah, yeah, it means I nothing. Did, you know, I was creating comics before we started this podcast, and I, yeah. I do it Me for too. the love of doing it. Yeah. Even if yeah. the podcast didn't start i hadn't met you guys i'd, I'd still be making comics yeah. just for whatever reason and when that uh, co- when that comic comes you know when that comic that you're making right now comes out your first comic it's not going to be the the changing of the, the tide there's going to be things you're going to be learning there's going to be people like us sort of saying mm. we really enjoyed this but maybe tweak this you know take it learn it you know it won't be long before you're far better than me <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> you know well, it's the, old, just, the old thing about improving isn't it yeah. you know that's what it's yeah. about yeah yeah it's getting um, knocked down nine times, getting up ten. It's yeah. You just got to yeah. keep pushing forward and not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's. I don't think if you kind of like want to talk the talk in comics, like the craft, you can actually see it. And with people who kind of are just all mouth and no trousers, yeah. it it they don't last because oh, you can't I, fucking. I, I've seen people go on every podcast youtube show spend their life fucking palling up to people on you know social media and and i've actually they've actually convinced me that they must have a great comic and i've looked at it and i've gone what no yeah 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 Yeah. but yeah you've read a comic and you decide what what i don't get this what's what's the what's the thing about this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there is I mean, no thing. That's I mean, that's not to say like as well as like loving the medium. You've also got to, you know, if you want your comics career, I'm using career in sort of quotes here. You know, you know the, the hobby and stuff. In order for it to grow, you've also got to learn things like networking, working with pub, you know, printers, you know, popular, you know, communication with publishers possibly mm. in their future and stuff. But the people have got to realise that networking is not just going online and gossiping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's almost the the opposite of networking, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And yeah. and also sometimes I think networking is is doing the opposite. Of, you know, I mean, I always think some of the best things you do is just talk about the things you love. 
Yeah, that just sort of be. This is this is great. Don't. Pete Dorian's got the right idea. Pete's great for that. Yeah. People go on and go. Oh, look at this. This is great. And you know, sort of thing. And yeah. and people love Pete because of that. I think that's yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. You got to do it with positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going by Stan and Jack. I was yeah. I was shitting over Jurassic uh, Park two the other night. And people were getting on board with that, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so far Dan. Talk about in the, in the world of global politics, yeah. I think yeah. you're fine there, Dan. It's not exactly it's not like yeah. a diatribe against Zelensky, yeah. is it? Yeah, and yeah, I did, yeah. I, you know, we did have a little bit of a discussion about it, didn't we, Dan? I didn't agree with you wholeheartedly there, but we what we talked about. We, <laughs> we managed to find a middle ground. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. As soon as they go to New York, it's dog shit. Anyway. <laughs> you, you dinosaur Nazis. <laughs> dino Nazis. Dino Nazis. Dino Nazis. Copyright. No, copyright. No, my uh, thing was Jurassic Park three is better than uh, Jurassic oh, Park two. Oh God! Just because it gave us the Alan scene, which is the greatest scene in the history of is cinema. Is Jurassic Park three like the one with the pterodactyl and all that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, my my wife shit, went to my wife went to see that, and there, there's a bit at the end where like a huge, great big light comes on, and all the characters turned around, and she's in the cinema watching. And some young kid went, "It's God." That'd have been a turn up, wouldn't it? God, the Jurassic Park. Fucking hell. I remember going to see it the cinema once and watching some kind of fucking movie. It was like one of those rip-offs of. Uh, uh, like Iron Eagle or something it was called yeah, Iron yeah. Eagle 2 or some such shit and there was this like fucking proper massive gung-ho bit and I was sitting uh, sitting with my girlfriend at the time at the front of the cinema and some Australian bloke just went quiet after this massive American gung-ho bit and this Australian bloke by me went what a load of wank <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I remember about that film what an idea <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, we I mean, we've just spent the last like fifty minutes doing a bit of a soapbox sort of <laughs> diatribe ourselves about loving making comics. But I think going back to like what the year yeah. is showing us, I think this is just. Can I just say before we move on? I don't want to be down on people making small press comics at all. Yeah, like, not at all. It's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, that's don't we've take four hundred and eighteen episodes. Probably yeah. not. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. There's a yeah. few other things that came out this year that I thought so far that I thought were worthy of a conversation. So yeah. I think um, there's the, um, the the issues with Diamond. So for, for those that don't yeah. know, Diamond UK and Diamond US, essentially, or whatever, the worldwide, or whatever they're called over there, um, are two separate entities, although they do share certain characteristics and I'm guessing like in distribution and stuff. Um, so in America, Marvel, DC... And now Image have left Diamond. So they're no longer being distributed by um, Diamond in the US. So Diamond, uh, so Image have gone to something called Luna, which is the old DCBS. Those EOC listeners will remember they used to sponsor them. Um, So they've gone there. So what that leaves Diamond with is, I'm guessing Dark Horse Valiant, Boom, Titan, you know, none of the big hitters anymore. Now, which is is not a problem in America because you have a competing distributors over there for, for for the comics. However, if this has any kind of effect on the UK distribution model, we only really, apart from some stuff done by Penguin Random House, um, we have mostly Diamond here. Hmm. Right. Okay. So, do the people who get Marvel and DC and Image and Boom and Dark Horse over from the states to us? Yeah. So if if Diamond does, which I mean it's losing ground fast in the states, if it does that and there is some kind of kickback to Diamond UK, we're fucked. 
there's no comics basically coming over yeah now do you remember when there was that discussion during lockdown about how diamond weren't going to distribute anymore and yeah. they claimed to be these sort of couple of shops were going to get together and uh, those blokes couldn't run a bath mate that's a <laughs> big <laughs> fucking that's a big fucking job <laughs> you were, were talking about international sort of yeah shipping and distribution to various shops around the country yeah that's yeah that's now Think, think of that. So we've got that going on. We've got a kind of, it's not the first time in the in history of comics where we've had more than one distributor. Don't get me wrong. And even in the UK, we kind of have bookshop distributors and mm. different people do no, no brow books, for example, you know. So there is a diversification in a way there. However, you have got this sort of almost fracturing of the fairly longstanding distribution model in the UK and the US. Yeah. Yep. Certainly in the US. So this is reflected in what i've started seeing in the app recently i know we talked about it a bit on the slack recently is i now pay for the ultra level on dc where you get dc books allegedly a month after they come out it's a fucking terrible interface the come out on the same day right now um also notice that that's also how it started happening on Mar the marvel app now the marvel app is traditionally three months later right um but for example the storm comic that came out last week came out at i think i was reading it at like 7 a.m on a wednesday morning now the storm comic wouldn't be in the shops until 10 a.m that morning and with the time difference in america it wouldn't be on the shops in america till i don't know what 3 p.m so i'm actually oh, okay. getting it eight hours before the u.s is getting it because it just happened to have been posted onto the app yeah so they're not really I wonder if they're dipping their toe in the, um, Yeah, in a totally digital world which is working off a subscription in the same way like Netflix does, you know, where they know what the pool of money is they've got each month. They know how much who, who's reading it. You know, it's a bit easier to judge how much they can pay writers and artists and how much how much they can chance on a book. So and, what you say say you did they like Diamond say, right, we're not distributing to the UK and they can't swear a method for doing so. How would you can? What would you consider? Like you're not going to get floppies anymore for the traditional method. See how how what what do you oh. consider? Like getting like presumably a service would drop up to kind of say you can get them shipped over, but it cost a premium. But what do you say? Like, yeah, you. I mean, I, I, doing them. I I would just have to read them digitally and buy them in trade. I'm guessing, um, which would come through a book a book distribution. Yeah, as they do, you know, when you get trades in shops. Yes, yeah um it, it's i don't know is the answer to that i don't know how they would sort it out and you know when you but the beyond just me worrying about myself you know it was, it was the most important person in the room but the you know you got how do comic shops survive you know you got well see now the couple of the london shops don't probably depend on their weekly warriors you know as we've seen but what's a comic um, shop with no comics yeah what's a comic shop with no new comics mm. which is why we got to learn off manga yeah 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 another it's another example but i just think it's strange in the last few months because you remember a year ago perch who is a um a comics retailer predicted that comics would go day date digital release yeah he did in, yeah. Ma in may this year now he ain't far off no no it's not everything but there's a few things that have gone day date and i'm not paying any extra money to the marvel app or anything no you know these there was two books this week so last week there was two books that came out on the same day as they did in the shops and there was about four books which that were a week later than they, they were in the shops so that's quite good yeah yeah i mean if that if that's the way they're going to start going i mean yeah 
that's the way you're going to start going. I and yeah. um, you know, if it if it goes this way and if the diamond stuff happens, I um, I, I see the further evolution of of what we now know as the comic yeah. book store evolving into um a, a bookstore. It which will collect nothing, which will have nothing but graphic novels. It's not going to have pro, yeah. like, too many prose books, but it, that's yeah. pretty much what it's going to be. It'll be collections yeah. and stuff like that because that's where the it, money will be. There's know? a shop in Glasgow, about a couple of hundred yards from where I'm sitting in this hotel. That's a manga shop, so it sells. It's mostly manga in there, but it also does, you know, the vinyl figures and the yeah, yeah, you know, one piece. You know, and that does have, that that does on its own doesn't need anything it does, it's not even you know, the, I didn't mer- even know the there. merch I that also i mean we talk about the the manga um sort of books themselves but the merch and the vinyl figures and everything that goes along with that and some of it's lovely stuff as well you know it, it, well that's why we've got to tie into it man because yeah, you look yeah. at something like Yu-Gi-Oh or pokemon or something like that you know they're they're a fucking machine you know and well it's okay the Mar- marvel have got the mcu but then it's, it's not reflecting back but if no, you look at, at you look at manga and anime that it's it's hand in hand yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird because we've been over that before, but the, the kind of COVID was like caused a lot of like uh, an evolu- a, a hypened, hyper evolution in certain fields and comics. It seems to have been that. Do you know what I mean? It's pushed everything. Maybe that was coming years down the line to be a lot quicker. Like the digital stuff that's like gone through the roof, and because it had to. It do had you to change. think? Do you think it's partly because um, with these huge IPs? There are so many versions of it. There are so many different iterations of it. Um, for instance, you know, you've got the the Avengers stuff, which is just for kids. You know, you've got the kiddies stuff, um, and then you've got like the comics, and then you've got like the the an- different animated series, which are always always a different type of Avenger. And then you've got the movies, which is another different type. I know they call them universes, but fuck all that. Um, but but there's so many different versions of the same thing which creates the problem of like when it comes to the comics it all has to be retconned to the same thing because nothing could ever change yeah. because then um but when it comes to like for instance these manga adaptions and stuff normally they they don't do lots of different things do they i mean i'm saying this i'm not completely there is some spin-offs like in that demon style there's some like different spin-off books and stuff but, like that, but spin-off but books generally but, but are they it's just is, the one it, no they don't it, there isn't a kid's version of demon slayer for instance you know there isn't a no. young same and story astro, but... astro boy's got an adult version of it yeah right yeah there is a, a dragon ball z yeah. is a bit z or whatever you want to call it. it's a bit of a weird one because that started drag ball then drag ball z then dragon ball super and they're right. sort of evolutions of the story but yeah, I, I couldn't speak too much about that. I don't know too much about Dragon Ball. But it's, Ball. it's nothing compared to DC and Marvel. No, like, oh, by God, the time no, you no. reach issue four, it's having a fucking crossover with the Green Lantern. Yeah. Corps, you know, it's like, then that yeah. gets retconned yeah. and it's all back to issue one and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of, you can't really go back and redo that from day dot because that's been the model business and creative wise for, for Western comics. I'm not too concerned. Like, I think where we had like the first initial kind of upsurge in manga, maybe like in the nineties, you were ahead. Like there was a lot of, uh, yeah. What are those manga books are kind of the brands that were coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo yeah. pop. Stuff Tokyo like that. Pop, yeah. And a lot of and Viz, people got, Viz was the other one. Viz yeah. Media did a lot, didn't they? A yeah. lot of young creators like started making their own manga and books off that. And they, that's where I think like a lot of the web comics that are coming out after that time is inspired yeah. by all that stuff. I think you look at a lot, a lot of the web comics today, they're either being inspired by current manga or they're older artists that are inspired by previous I think people are learning from it. 
I was chatting to Eddie the other day, and, and Kadansha turned up. At, I've got a table now. At, um, hmm. I've got a stall at um, MCM, and Kadansha is um, Tazuka's company, right? You know, and that's a slightly older school. You know, I think they're they're seeing the Western market is massive now. You know, hmm. I mean, we all know MCM is now pretty much what ninety percent manga in it. You know, yeah. Well, everyone's talking to fucking voiceover artists and stuff like that, and Gilbert Hernandez is sitting there on his own. Yeah. What can yeah. You what can you do? It's just the way of the world, man. So, it's, yeah. so the diamond issue. Well, um, it's it's not an issue yet. It's just it's a worry, I suppose. Yeah. You know, I mean, do they make enough money out of the UK market in order to go it on their own? If US, yeah. well, they kind of do go on there, but you know, to, just to sort of just survive on the UK market, and I wonder. Mm. And a Marvel making it easier for them to fail by putting everything as a you know day date on on the apps. Yeah, because I would, I'd, I might have bought that Storm comic. Yeah, because I kind of like X Men comics, you know, and it's got an Alan Davis cover, but I didn't because I managed to read it, you know, three yeah. hours before the shops opened. Yeah. <laughs> got that itch scratched. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but also, yeah, the big companies also they want to own their stuff now, don't they? So if they've got the ability to just put it out themselves, yeah, why would they? Do that. Why would they Give need them. anyone else if they can yeah. cut out? The costs that they're the complicated paying. model yeah. of like forty five percent to diamond and you know this yeah. sort of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's interesting a funny times one, yeah so I have to watch that one see what see what it's yeah. like at the end of the year <laughs> the the other thing I was hearing I think Jason Wood was talking about it on EOC but basically he was talking that um, Netflix is drying up so Netflix which was you know seen as the great white whale for a lot of comic creators you know and obviously Mark Miller's is doing his business over there but I think with them sort of reducing their output and they're they're crashing a lot of series aren't they yeah um that's now not an option for comic creators that's totally, looking less and less like it that's is. totally fine for me yeah yeah me too yeah got no problem with that whatsoever yeah, yeah. i mean and, and same with a lot of the streaming services i mean essex county's just come out i don't know how that's doing um you know um mark miller's got that new um series coming in a couple of weeks which looks pretty ace yeah there's a few things going on but i don't think yeah. It's going to be going quite at the rate it has in the no. past. Well, it kind of it's different, wasn't it? Kind of Mark Miller's got a bit of a different deal, but like there was, yeah, like Mags Visagio did like that book deal for what was that? It was oh. like a space book, and like it was just fuck. It. The TV series was terrible. It didn't last. It lasted any... like eight episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. just like knocked it on the head, and it's like meh. a lot of people was like, "Oh, I'm going to do this," and then springboard off. And I've seen stuff on social media where like uh, man- uh, comic writers like we're going to do this and then move on somewhere else. It's like. Uh, not sure about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've seen loads of screenwriters, and I was thinking about getting this adapted into the, uh, getting this adapted into a comic. It's like, oh mate, you got that ass about you're face. You yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, no one wants to. No one wants oh, to do you. that. Don't lower yourself to our to, to us, mate. Just leave us alone. That's what I feel like saying to these people. Yeah. Just leave us alone for a while. Do, do your thing. We need you know, to kind of, you've need been to kind through, of re, you've had us bent over now. Yeah, you've had us yeah. bent over now for about fucking ten years. Just leave us alone, mate. Let's just get on with getting I, on. I know, know we always we said this many times over the mobs now, but I keep on saying to, to you, you said to me, like, Oh, is it is the craziness kind of dying down a bit? Are we kind of turning <laughs> the corner on it? And uh, I did say a couple of weeks, I think it is. And I I, I believe it is kind of starting to kind of yeah. peter out a bit and just like that's not well, the way I think, well, I, you know, I write papers on this and all this sort of thing. I think discussion. People are now, and it's not happening much, but they are. There, there are signs that people are looking to get around tables and talk about it. Yeah, you know about the, you know the the big subjects of the moment. You know the the I mean, people, subjects. I don't want to hear like people just shouting and screaming and 
people can't have an opinion because of what they believe or stuff. It's like you can't fucking you can't live in a world like that, man. And no, you, you, the no debate discussion. Then you know, saying no debate is the fucking worst thing. It's death. Yeah, it's death. Yeah, yeah. It's like the only reason we got it is through fucking cooperation and getting on with each other. So the idea of the saying this is what's right and any any other opinion is wrong and there's no debate. Yeah, it's going to end in fucking calamity. I think, of course, the other the other sort of elephant in the room in regards in regards to sort of comic promotion and all that sort of thing is is a number of things. It's the fracturing of social media where you yeah. know people are leaving and going other mm. places, and it's yeah. it's gone from being what two places that everyone was on to being like ten places yeah. you might find someone. You know, you've got Mastodon and um, Truth, and you know all that- different areas turning up. You know, when people are leaving twitter in droves but also yeah. twitter's algorithm isn't showing everything so people yeah. can't get that message out so i think that may that may affect small press in a way i think i mean you know, it's that, a, a natural you know it's a natural advertising place wasn't it for us to yeah. have, Th- that know? marketing idea of uh, <laughs> fan baiting is like i i hopefully that's yeah. kind of yeah, playing so. itself out now because it seems to be it was just cause as much upset and irritation to the fan base as possible because if they're talking about it it's getting in the in front of people and it's just like <clears> it's really not not worth it it's not it just turns people off. It makes people fucking. It's like a moment. It's like lighting yourself on fire to fucking feel warm. It lasts very yeah. briefly, and then suddenly your fucking your flesh is searing off your body. It's, just, it's doing a wee in your pants because it warms you up. Don't yeah. last long, does it? No. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they still do it like with film and TV programs and stuff. And it's like, oh man, could uh, there's people that are like, can we just have some good fucking stories, please? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't give a shit who's fucking in the film or just gonna have some good stories or in the comics even. Yeah, definitely. Do we want to yeah. do we want to do the what were the other ones we had? We got um, should we do the comic convention one? That's a bit more yeah. upbeat. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want us to be really down. I know that sometimes we got a proclivity to kind of do that, but you know, old, old blokes, aren't we? That's all we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and stare at ladies. Yeah, the um. So the, the 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 question I was thinking about this week, and I was thinking, um, and this this comes with different things being usable for. So different comic conventions offer different things to different people. So I think I sent you a message, didn't I, saying this is how I see it. As you know, if you look at if you put them all up on a board, this is how I think you they would be divided. So MCM is for sales. Um, yep. Thought Bubble is for networking. If you had to sort of pin it down to the primary function of each of these conventions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, BAM is a community based one. Um, Nottingham is for families, yeah. Uh, South London Comic and Zine Fair is for the London scene. Mm. You know, I think, I think we now, if you were getting into this and you were thinking, what convention am I going to do? It's almost like you need to know what the nature of each one is. Yes. Because um, yeah. if you went to MCM thinking, oh, I'll get to meet all the, you know, all the comic creators no. and we'll all go for a drink afterwards. No, you're in the wrong place, aren't you? Yeah. It's a, it's a self-promotional sales uh, item, that one, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think, guys? Are there any other ones you can think I'd of? I'd agree. Like, obviously, there's, some, there's more nuance in it, but if you're going to kind of like, mm, yeah, just give it that. That's uh, For me as well, I think I'd rather be at the an mcm where i'm just banging out i want to get this comic into as many hands as possible the sale was not too much i'm not too bothered about it but the good thing about mcm is it's not the same crowd eating itself is it exactly what what do you what do you think about um ones like you know south london comic and zine fair you know all the zine fairs and stuff like that what kind of market do you think that is 
See, I, I would go as a punter as to something like that. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah. Uh, but I, I would, I'd, my comments wouldn't table there because it's not what the people want to see there. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe some of our more oak, out tray, oak tray, fucking tribute stuff. Would oh, the tribute, yeah, the tribute stuff. Maybe. But, yeah. but I, th- I don't think it's certainly not a big sales one. No, it's, and there, there is a, um, a sort of a minor networking opportunity at some of the things, something yeah. like that, like Safari. Um, LCAF, I think LCAF sort of cuts across a couple of these things. So okay. We, we, our sales were massive. We sold three or four times what we sold at Thought Bubble at LCAF. Um, but it was our convention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I think th- it, that also has like a community feel and it has like a networking thing as well because mm. people from TCAF would turn up to have a wander around and stuff like that. You know, that's, I kind of think if Fantagraphics was an English company and they had a convention, that's what it would be. be. Uh, like I, I reckon your sentiment via. I think I'll go back to Thought Bubble to be as a guest and to to be a like punter as opposed yeah. to yeah. table. We, we were limited, although we we had a table which people just turned up and had a laugh at. We yeah. were limited by being there, weren't we? We'd we'd have been much better just fucking the three of us rucksacks on our back, saying hello, speaking to everyone, and going and doing the tour, wouldn't we? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, well, um, I mean, well, what, I, I love what, people what, coming over and saying hello, listeners, yeah, and yeah, yeah. But would it have been different if we didn't have a podcast? And we, were yeah, there, I don't. We, we were there with the book. I mean, that's that's talking about something that man. If we, it, we would have just been there on that table, we'd have been fucking made even less sales. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we do it. sell a lot of books because we got a podcast. I'll, I'll be honest yeah. with you, because we're not well, just because people hear about it, don't they? You know, yeah. I the only t- the only conventions I did prior to um prior to the podcast is i did bristol selling comics and i did uh, there was a london one very brief brief short-lived london one oh and one in brighton um and bristol was a, a mixture of you know you get john romita jr and paul levitt's wandering around you know joe casada and then there'd be like a smattering you know ben when we had ben on the podcast didn't we we were sort of reminiscing about yeah. the days of bristol that would be there'll be a smattering of small press but there was no like real small press area yeah. or anything like that yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was, we were on our feet selling, you know, we did all right. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. There's times it must have been in the same building as UT. And yeah, definitely, didn't, man. didn't realise it. Yeah, we're definitely at that UK together, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. In the same audience, yeah, yeah. Looking at Stan, oh. Stanley, talk about Rampage, was it? Was it, guys? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember him walking past me and me shaking his hand outside. Oh, oh really? Oh, I never got to do that. I'd fucking. Uh, and he just I sort of stuck my hand out and he sort of shook my head and said hello and walked on. And he was like big grins everywhere, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's. The I remember him thing. saying to the audience, he said, uh, "What's the scariest car on the road? It's a garbage lorry." And everyone going, "What? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he would like. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, not that. You you wouldn't really pay too much mind to it. Yeah. That was his thing, wasn't it? He was like, he was like a the twenty ninety nine of the heroes, and a lot of them were pre established characters like Punisher, Spider Man, Doom. Can't think of too many, but he oh, was one. Yeah, yeah. He was one that was like made up original. He was set yeah. in that universe, and he was knocking around in a bin van. I'll tell you, I, I think, don't mind it. I read a I think there was more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's better than fucking Hellcat. Oh, oops, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so it, I think it's important. So if, if you were a new person on scene, and we get you know we get a few new people on scene, I think I think it was, it was asking on the slack was it Sarah Webb? Yeah, Sarah, Sarah Webb would be a good yeah. place to take mm-hmm. a comic. And my 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 easy option for Sarah is um, Nottingham. Yeah, good shout. I think that's yeah. a good one. Nice, friendly family event. Everyone's yeah. like, 
you know. I think it, I also, recommend... it also depends on how far you've got to travel as well. Yeah, um, that so, Sometimes there is there's some great little events in your local area. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. we, Mark we Abnett was breaking down his finances just to go to um to go to Glasgow. Yeah, and he was saying, look, I'd have to sell this many, and you got you have to think about it that yeah. you know. You're if you're if you're travelling down from I don't know Weymouth on the south coast and you're going up to Nottingham or Leeds or something like that, just do the math. Just do yeah. the, do the math. Man, fuck me because I've I've never been to a con where I've made money. Yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We spent so, I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd recommend spent... doing like a smaller con before you even think about doing an MCM just to get your yeah. shit straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what? The best option would we'll give them a shout again is um, somewhere like Hull Comic Con. Well, yes, definitely. Mr. Yep. Hempel yep. will give you a table for free. Yeah. You know, Can't if it's nice and close, that. go along, give it a go, see what you like it, see if it sells, see what you got to do. You know, yeah. it's not a bad it's little practice. It still fucks one. me off that, like, I live in the, the southeast, the, the densely, most densely populated part of the country, and there's <laughs> no real big comic, like, comic cons. The, the, the London's the nearest one, if you know what I mean. I guess they have some on the south coast, and I'm talking out my ass there. You would think there'd be one in Croydon yeah. or somewhere, wouldn't yeah. you? Like Croydon or, May, you know, fucking Maidstone or something. There used to be a Maidstone one, didn't there? They used the to have Demon, a shopping centre, Demon Demon-Con. Yeah, yeah, I went there a few times. That's right. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, I remember doing the cursory looking into running a comic con, even if it was like for a haul. Yeah, so fucking, this is a lot of work. But that's that's <laughs> us, man. And we moan about bemoan about there not being one, but we should be putting our hand in our, you know, up and saying, let's organise. Yeah, one. you know, God bless them, the people who do do it. Man, I, once I'd started having a look into it, and like just calling people up and just not getting any phone calls back or or like writing quite curt emails back, and I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, yeah. this is a mission." It's like when we did the two hundredth. I had to fucking spend. I had to sort of put a substantial amount of money on the line in order to get that room upstairs. And they said, "Well, you know, if they eat and drink this much amount, you you won't have to pay us any money." And I'm like, "Fucking hell, come on!" So I'm saying to everyone. Mate, try and have your dinner here. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that was a great day. Yeah, so I, I went, I I went down halfway yeah. through the day. I went and said, how are we doing around the money side of things? And she went, oh, you went over your limit fucking about an hour ago. I said, oh, oh cool. brilliant. There there so I could relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine doing that by, by 10 times, you know, yeah. so that's how yeah. it would be. Yeah. <laughs> so got fucking, I've got the hours riding on this. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, I mean, well, uh, the second half of the year is, is, would you say it's a more convention-heavy side of the year from now on? Uh, I kind of feel like we're in the middle of con season now. There's quite a few yeah. going on at the moment, aren't there? So we've just had a little list. We've had MCM. We've got Glasgow today. There's another one going on uh, this weekend. There's another one going on this weekend. Uh, there's one, the Sci-Fi London, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, man, I've got to say this. Falpy's doing Sci-Fi London. And I what think... Yeah, and Bloody I think... Hell, okay. I think they might be getting him to do like a workshop for kids, and it's <laughs> making me laugh every what? time I ring him. I said, "He's got." I said, "What are you just going to do? Draw genitals and everything?" My God, <laughs> has he ever done a kids book? Can... No, no. I can. Talk oh, mummy, about... can I get? There was a nice man. Can we get some of his comics? Oh my God! Look, God, mummy. Look, mummy. I drew someone spunking in someone's life. Yeah. There's someone who's got a banana up their ass in this one. <laughs> banana up the bum. Banana up the bum. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're kind of I think I think we're kind of we're in it now. I think we're in it to win it, aren't we? I think it's 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 back with a vengeance, I think, at the moment. Remember when we just before lockdown we we're saying there's a convention every weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. 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 Um and there'll always be those um 
take a picture with the toilet from Doctor Who um, <laughs> episode 76 or something like that. No, yeah, remember the fucking Walking Dead door? Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the Walking the, Dead door, yeah. Yeah, with the chains on it and don't dare open inside and uh, the Game of Thrones throne. Yeah. God, they seem like sweet childhood memories now. <laughs> yeah. I still remember that bit where I tried to use the toilet at that last um, London Super Comic Con and the bloke had all of his fucking cosplay armour laid out on the toilet floor and I opened the door really hard and it just crunched into one of his fucking swords or something. And I could hear him going, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's nowhere better you could put that out, get all that stuff out. (laughs) Yeah, why, why are you lying it out in front of the urinals? Yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. oh, god. Yeah. You're wearing that shit. So we've got some uh yeah. some questions. We got a couple of we got a couple yeah. of questions. Dan, have you got them lined up? I do. Let me just scroll back up to the uh thing. So we've got uh Simon Diggins at London Simples. Are there any small press or mainstream characters crossovers you would like to see? For instance, the Dread vs. Batman again or Thanos vs. the Green Lanterns. Many thanks, Sai. See, I've, got, I think you, you have I've got one which is more of a mainstream one. I would absolutely love this. I would love to see a team up between a proper Punisher with like machine guns and rocket launchers and Gwenpool. <laughs> That'd be ace. And I think hijinks would ensue. Yeah. Nothing but hijinks. Nothing but hijinks and absolute slaughter. Yeah. I feel like Punisher maybe kind of getting a, a causality loop where Gwenpool keeps coming back and he has to like. But every time she comes back, versions. he gets to blow her up, and I get yeah, a, little, yeah, yeah. a little thrill each time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's my one. What like, about you guys? Do that Christopher Hitchens line, which I love. He goes, it doesn't always work, but it never completely fails. <laughs> that's a hitch slap, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always work, but it never completely fails. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I don't know. I... I've always thought about doing uh, crossover stuff like with small press, but that lasts like it's a better part of like a, a third of the year or half a year's work for me. So it's not something yeah. you can do as a bit of fun. Like, oh, we have a crossover here. So like, oh, fuck me, this is six months worth of work. So <laughs> I think the most you do is I could do a pinup of two two characters fighting. Fucking what? Yeah, you, could do, you can do that depending on the comic. Yeah, I think you can. Whatever sort of comics you want to make. Free love. Yeah. We did when I was initially running uh, Vanguard on Drunk Duck. There was like a a thing where people would set as five creators who all got different superhero characters. They'd put them in a comic and then they'd draw like three pages each. So you'd get like a quick turnover and you get stories told, which is which is quite nice. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, you can always Vincenzo. Yeah, Vince. I've never um, when it comes to a lot of crossovers, especially like um, I mean. You mentioned like the ones like Batman, Judge Dredd, and stuff like that. I've never really been a fan of it. I remember like certainly mm. Superman and Aliens. I could not stand the very oh. idea of that. Um, and Seems it's very few that work for me. I liked um, Alien. Uh, I like Alien Nation and Planet of the Apes. That was one of my. That favorite. work. Robocop Terminator. That's a gem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aliens uh, and Predator. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when it, I think it's tougher when you get to like some of like. Like a character, like a Batman, or you know, uh, I, I remember back in the day, uh, quite liking that. I mean, I haven't read it since, 
but um, the, remember the Batman Spawn one that was big deal. Yeah, wasn't it? That yeah, was... they've just done that, haven't they? They've done another yeah. one recently. Yeah. yeah, I like uh, the fact that they hated each other. Yeah, that's what I remember about that. They didn't yeah. like each other at all. Batman fucking crosses over with everyone, doesn't he? I'm trying to think. There's not many people Batman hasn't fucking I crossed know, over with. Sort of like, oh. He's done a few dreads. I never liked the dread ones. It didn't stick with me. Yeah. I think it's, they're quite I, beloved. I think, but, um, I think Dread's one of the most difficult ones to do, I think. Yeah. I mean, narratively, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, as soon as Batman yeah. walks into the room, Dread would machine gun him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's killed loads of like costume vigilantes in 2008. Martial yeah. Law and Pinhead. There you go, there's one. Yeah. Yeah. Martial Law Mask, that, that, they did that, didn't they? Got Martial yeah. Law across every few of them. I've also just never got a really... I mean, there's the excitement of seeing them next to each other, but Marvel and DC characters crossing over just never—they never really gelled with me. I got emotionally upset when um, Superman beat Thor, and um, like is it Hawkeye goes, "Nobody beats Thor. What's going on?" And I thought, "Oh no, it's ruined it a bit now." Yeah, <laughs> I did remember reading that, and uh, Storm beat uh, Captain Marvel. I was like, "What?" I was yeah. Just, that, it was done by Reader Poll or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, um, wasn't it Captain America versus Batman? Wasn't it something like that? Was it Captain America? Yeah, Batman? yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the outcome yeah, of that. The, the, I've, heard, Batman, Batman, who, I've, heard, I've heard Levitt talk about that because now he, Captain America wins that, doesn't he? Because he says the great, the world's he? greatest soldier versus the world's greatest detective. It doesn't, isn't Captain America win? I've got a I feeling. Can't remember. But I have to look again. Man. I Let's think, go, I think go to Bat- Google. I think Batman wins it. If I remember correctly, they have a fight and they disappear off panel. And one of them stands. Are they back in the up. sewers or something? I can't remember where it is now. I can't remember I? now. I've only read only read that once. I mean, it's a beautiful book, but you know. Yeah. Um, Who drew that one? Was that Perez that it was, did? The yeah, it's Perez. Yeah, yeah. It the second time he drew it, wasn't it? Because they tried it the first time, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who who would be a good, good crossover, you know, for. Oh, this is interesting. Come back to me in a yeah. second. I'm just thinking. Um, Jason Statham. Versus Vinnie Jones. I'd read that comic. But uh, yeah, that'd work. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I've got an article here. I'm just scanning down. Uh, fan voting. I'm just thinking oh, of mad ones through. now. I'm just thinking of like absolute mad ones. Like, uh. Batman was ultimately named the winner of the fight, but it's not like he beat Captain America in submission. The two's tussle was a back and forth affair that appeared to be completely deadlocked until Water knocked Steve off balance, allowing Batman to win the win. Uh, right, okay. They have to do prick. that, don't they? Um, yeah, they have to do that, though, don't they? And then that way, no one feels bad about yeah. it. You know, there's no fucking argument. Yeah, it's a bit fucking soft cock, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's basically whoever is writing them and wants them to win. So it's. Yeah. I tell you what, how about this, right? Puppet Master series. Yeah. Versus Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> Come on. Can, can we have Lots of sex in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Not potato-based uh, shenanigans. <laughs> I, although I'm not going to kink shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, come on, it's got to work. You know, just mi- mix it up like that. For any full moon universe, just absolutely fucking eel woman. Oh, don't never say those words again. This dull man versus anyone that works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's don't... another one. What's, what's the next question? Come on. Uh, next one by uh, our friend Tom Curry. Is, is that how's the reading <laughs> challenge going? Yeah, how's the reading challenge going so far? Mine's going badly. Oh, no. 
Yeah, so I, I was going to read 10 modern Star Wars comics, wasn't I? Yes. I've read two. And they were both all. hate them. Yeah. Yeah, they read the Darth Vader one. And um wasn't really about Darth Vader. It was about this sort of team of female. I think they were like exiles or mercenaries or something. And okay. Darth Vader sort of appears oh, that, at that's one That's what point. I really fucking hate about modern comics at the moment. Don't put someone's fucking title on it. Yeah. Someone's name on yeah. it if it's not about them. I know that's oh, the worst. I oh, did you did you didn't see my massive rant about Moon Knight versus Murder World. So there's this, uh, there's these sort of one shots going around Marvel at the moment, which is this these Murder World with a different character in each one, and it, Moon Knight's on the cover, main character on the cover. He's you know he's the title of the book, and but the story is all about this sort of team of people who are trying to escape Murder World, who who aren't established characters or anything. They're just people from this series. And then a Moon Knight robot appears on page 12 and is gone by page 18. And that's the Moon Knight comic. What? Oh, so basically, God. like, someone who doesn't know how to fucking write Moon Knight knows nothing about the characters that I would do this. Yeah, they, you know. It's not even if he's a robot in secret. You know, they discover on the last page he's a robot. No, he's just a robot what's, from page what, one. I tell you what, what's, Why? My, what's mad Why? about this is there's so many talented people out there that can write these comics. I know, that's the, no, that's no. the and, real fucking... And, and, like, and there's, so many, there's so many older professionals who would love to write a Moon Knight comic. Yeah. How and do they're just not how being contacted. How do the editors let all this stuff through? How does someone look at that and go, hold on, where's Moon Knight in this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Right, so anyway, uh, yeah, so the reading challenge. You, how, what were you reading, Vince? Have you started uh, on yours? I'm a Strontium Dog. I've started on my, um, yeah, because it was, it was between, was it Strontium Dog? one of those black and white collections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. black and white collections. Um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm on a real sort of like 80s weekly comic sort of kick at the moment. Oh God, so yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, my yeah. brain's in that sort of the great thing about these collections is it's just a massive collection of that kind of stuff, isn't it? Like like yeah. four four to six yeah. pages per issue. And it's sort of, I mean, I have only just scratched the surface and only just the very start of it. But I do yeah. like those collections. They're a bit yeah. like the sort of a bit like Rebellion are doing those essential or um, showcase and collections. And these are these are it. thick foam book sort yeah, of books. Yeah, but they need to be bigger. They've shrunk the pages too much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it yeah. would benefit from having like, you know... The old met- titan size trades, which yeah, were the yeah. normal size pages. I think they were quite good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah which, which does affect sometimes like the way it shrinks down and how you can read some bits. Do you know what I mean? Like the actual lettering, I think it mm. does affect that. Yeah, it? it does. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, some bits a little bit muddy as well. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. It's, it, yeah, so it's beautiful. I mean, I haven't even really, even really thought about the year that this stuff sort of came out. Um, you know, what was the year of the first Strontium Dog strip? It was in. Um, was it? It wasn't. It was in Tornado first, wasn't it? So it wasn't in 2000 AD. He wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. it originally. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not sure actually. I'd have to look back. I'm gonna say yeah. 79.80 or something. I'm yeah. guessing, or maybe yeah. before that actually. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm working my way through. It's about a quarter, and like especially with like the initial, like with a lot of these sort of books and stuff at the time, a lot of it is just setting up things and setting up worlds, and you know, lots of bounty hunter, chasing person, kill person, onto the next adventure, yeah. that kind Case of for. thing. But I'm yeah. I love all that kind of stuff. It's like great, was, and then then slowly you can. Develop Strontium, a bit more. Strontium Dog fact update: Star Lord one in nineteen seventy eight. Star Lord, of course it was nineteen seventy eight. Was it? Yeah, oh, seventy eight. Oh, yeah, wow. and then it was Hatch Match and dispatched into two thousand AD. And Strontium Dog was always one of the ones that was saved. 
Yeah. yeah. I did see Pat Mills' uh, quote tweet, Bleeding Calls, and uh, I, I made 2000 AD. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they missed, they so took right. an old rumor and, and ran with it rather than actually fucking finding out. There's any some way they could have asked Pat. Yeah, yeah. if there's only one, some way of contacting him, they'd have um, been all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. Um, what, yeah, so, so mine, mine's going all right. I'm going to trade that. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what was your... I've, Walking Dead. I've not you're, read you're well past ahead on the, yours, aren't you? Yeah, I've not read past the prison yet. I kind of... I was blasting for it and then stopped. Uh, oh, have you got to that moment in the prison? That no. Moment? No, okay. not yet. You know the one, Vince, do you? Oh, yeah. Well, there's a couple of moments in the prison, but I know that... You know the one I mean. Yeah, yeah, Okay. You want a, a, a seismic story shift? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah. Look forward well, to it. Everyone went, I can't believe he did it sort of thing. But I, I actually think it worked. You know, if you're going to be, like, if it's going to be a brilliant yeah, environment, it's, it's yeah. got to be brilliant. Yeah. There's, lots, there's lots at the moment. In it. The thing is, um, that comic book, I know the sort of media juggernaut it became and everything, but the book itself... And because it was so huge, it sort of went above everyone sort of like talking about it. It went above the conversation about comics, didn't it? Because it was just kind of there. Yeah. Um, but that's just a that block of work is fucking brilliant comics. Even mm. like, and yeah. I did, I didn't read it all the way to the end, but I will give it as fucking. Me props. Yeah. It was so good at what it did, and I think because of the TV series, or people going, oh, you know, because of this, that, and the other. But, Seriously, go back to the books because they're so fucking well made. I mean, Dan, you're experiencing this now, aren't you? As it's sort of yeah, real I mean, page turners, aren't they? Yeah, yeah it's, it's strange seeing characters because I've seen quite a lot of the TV series and I've stopped because yeah. it got shit. But <laughs> yeah. like, man, this character lasts ages in the in the TV series. Like, oh, they're dead here. Yeah, but like they didn't. Like, there's a couple on Hers- Herschel's farm. Somebody's daughters. They don't make it off the fucking farm. They're dead. Whereas they're still. Knocking about in the TV series, there's like... characters in the TV series that are never in the comics as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Daryl's not in the book is, at yeah. all, is he? Yeah, yeah. So, I can't. Uh, I can't. Have they done a Daryl series? Though? I don't know why they they haven't. If they have, what TV know. series or comic comic series? I don't think they've done a comic series. I don't think. I can't think. I don't know enough about no, that. No, I, I, I don't actually think that Robert Kirk convinced. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I don't think Robert Kirkman's done a Walking Dead comic adaption of the series has he i think the I comics think so. for him the comics have always been the comics yeah. we've got clementine which is tilly walden's adaption of a character from the video game I think. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah yeah but the video game itself exists in the comic book world if i'm correct dan isn't it I, yeah, I, yeah yeah i think it's just happening in a separate place yeah it's not yeah. set, it's set it. like the whole style of it is the fact that it's in yeah. the comic book in the comic book world yeah. I think she's I done another one, hasn't she, Tilly? I think yeah. there's another one due to oh, come okay. out, I think. Right. Those, those, I mean, I, I played the first couple of games. They're fucking brilliant games, those ones. Very much in the Walking Dead vibe as well. Okay. Mm. Cool. Um, then the next one we've got is, um, how many comics did we receive as part of the, uh, the what we call the review tsunami? And um, we're not we're not sure. We haven't quite... We, we've had a quick count up. We reckon it's about 50 yeah. review applications. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, with a lot of them is... A lot of them multiple comics hmm. so i'm going to say it's not it's you know got to, got to be 20 more than that yeah. so there's sizable so between 50 and 70 i'd say yeah there's Did one you, where they they put a series in and it would be five books yeah, yeah. So can yeah. if, you've, if you've sent books. something in, if you sent something thank you very very much for sending it in um and we are going to work through this stuff and we're, we're going to get through it but also just bear in mind 
not getting paid to this. We're not professional reviewers or anything like this. Um, yeah. There are other books we're also reading and stuff. So yeah, we've, a, we've still got to do the yeah. ones that we would be doing anyway before we had this lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you. I think thank I got, you I got so two much. this week. Yeah, yeah I got a review crackers too. coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you're not afraid of getting some critical feedback on your your work and you're happy for yeah. people to hear it do submit it and we're not here I think to rip we... you to shreds either no, no, no go no, back no. and listen yeah. to the ones we've done previously where we've been it's everything's a mixed bag in this world yeah. you know it's not we're not like a youtube channel that rips your ass out and we're not some like fucking snowflakes who can't ass. say anything horrible about your comment because yeah. we don't want to hurt your feelings you know it's a yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit of both. We're just reasonable okay. people, so go when, back and have a we, to some of the previous ones. You know? Yeah, when we get a bit kind of like start digging down the mountain, we make another we make and do another push for it. But at the moment, we've got fucking loads. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can still send us stuff, but we, we yeah, won't yeah, yeah. necessarily totally. get yeah. to it. I mean, I think it's sort of luck of the draw. Sometimes one dude messaged us a couple of weeks ago and said, "Oh, we have very politely." So, you know, how long does it take you to get to them? And I messaged him back saying, we have got a lot, dude. You know, we, we so we're working through them as quickly as we can. I can't really give you a date or a time or anything like that. And he said, oh, no, no, I just thought I'd ask. Thanks for, like, taking the time. Yeah. And then it just so happened that that was the one that Vince put his hat in and pulled out that week. So <laughs> right. that was, like, yeah. pure coincidence, wasn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? But we are trying our best. There yeah. is times, though, I've seen stuff come in. It's like, that is fucking lovely. It's like this. Yeah. That gets fast tracked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them have been sort of slotted back a couple of weeks because I'm like, oh, I ain't got the energy today mm. for this. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, should we call it a review Nami? Yes, I like hey, that. Review, I'm writing Nami. that down. Yeah, yeah. review Nami. I love a play like on that. words, me. Yeah. Do, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I think uh, as always, as always, we've just sort of gotten carried away with putting the world to rights, having some thoughtful um, conversation about comics, and obviously. Everything we've spoken about, as we always do on this show, is just our opinions. Feel free to yeah. keep, keep keep conversations mm. going, um, whether it be on social media or on the Slack or whatever. If you want to join the Slack community, then just let us know and we'll add you to it. Um, but yeah, I think so much has happened already and Lord knows what's going to happen in the second half this year. But I can I tell you what, I cannot wait to discover the next book that I, I currently, as I speak this moment... I have no idea what it looks like, what it reads like. I don't know who the creators are. It's that the joy of discovering a brand new indie comic that just gets, there. it just gets I, me. Pumped. I keep a it's list amazing. of comics because I, I I keep a list of everything I read and I grade them one to ten on just purely on enjoyment. Yeah, well, how yeah. much for enjoyment? And I've already got eleven on that list of ten out of ten. Yeah, there's a different hey. sort of there's yeah. a different sort of excitement in, in there, gents. Like to to like the hunger and the dusk. That was a title that I mean, I said last week that that's been on my. As soon as I discovered that it was coming out, I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah. No, no. But I, I know of the creators. I've, I'm aware of like the, the. I can see artwork. I know what it is. You know, there's that excitement. But there's nothing quite like just being hit out of nowhere with a creator that you don't know, and you just think, "What the fuck is this? Where can I get mm. more?" That's I love that, and I. That's yeah. one of the joys of this show, I think, when we discover yeah. new voices as well. So, yeah, I've got a great book people. from um, Europe Comics for next week, by the way. Like, oh, fantastic! I think has got me like that. I think I genuinely think maybe one of those books. Oh, I'm going to talk. I'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I'll share it with you in the week. I need to yeah. dip back into Europe Comics again. I haven't, I haven't checked them out for a while. Somewhere so, is there? Yeah, there's too, there's too many comics. There's too many comics. So, with that in mind, do we have any shout outs? 
this week. Yeah, I've got, I've got, just got a couple this week. It's not like a load that I had last week. I think it's because we're recording a bit early. Yeah. Um, massive fucking congratulations. I think we'll all, we'll all get together and congratulate this person. So massive congratulations to Jane McDonald, who has been chosen to present the soap awards. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, after well, Philip, Philip Schofield has sadly had to step away from it. Um, so uh, so I, don't, I don't think that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell! I don't know what's happened there. Uh, I don't know what's happened. Brit, brilliant. I'll have a, I'll have a look. Brilliant. Yeah, it's one somebody's unfortunate incident. Fucking hell! <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, yeah, God. Uh, thanks to everyone who pledged the dirty basement uh, at the Kickstarter. We 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 were on. We're off to print already. Hey, so, yeah, we're going, nice. we're going to print. Nice. So we got. I think it's. Uh, is it next weekend? We've got we do like a get together in my office, me and Foul Pete. We have a couple of beers and we bag and board everything. So we'll be doing that then. That uh, as I mentioned, you were, as I mentioned earlier, um, I've got two because I'm, I'm it's currently Thursday night. I'm currently in Glasgow in a hotel room for a convention on Saturday. I'm meeting up with Canon tomorrow. Um, so I got to, I thought right, I'm going to pop into um, Bin Planet because that's where Pete Watson works. So sort of pop in and say hello to him, buy a couple of things. And as I walked in, he's there from David with David David Steele from the Earth Two podcast, which I love. And I had literally been listening to about twenty minutes beforehand. <laughs> and I walked in and I went fucking hell, David. And we had a what a what a nice guy. And I tell you, you want to you want to listen to a a great podcast because they do the voices, they act out the story. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, Earth Two podcast is really good. Um, that you'll 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 work out the logic of how they're working their way through it when you listen to it. But uh, there's also they also might have some surprise guests coming up. So uh, watch out oh, for nice. that episode as well. Yeah, Dan, you know who it is. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> A nice little act. bit of theatrics. No, nice the, acting. Uh, nice acting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. They're my ones. Nice, Dan. You got? I've any? got. Yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, Stone Cop. Oh, Okay. Yeah. A rock solid one shot comic about Stone Ooh. Norman defending his city from marauding mountain trolls. Has Nick made little for... models of it and he keeps like dangling it in the bar? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Follow <laughs> Nick Bryan on social media, by the way, because he does great. <laughs> He's a great writer. But uh, got yeah. No Escape from Vida Ventura, Futura by Sarah L. Miles. Uh, Heaven is a prison with psychotic angels as guards. Isabella is dead, but she has a plan for that. A sci fi afterlife thriller. That's got. Uh, I don't know what the launch date on that, but it's uh, 136 followers ready for that one to launch. I feel like next time I do a Kickstarter, I wonder if I can have the launch going for fucking ages. Because yeah, let's get loads of people on. And then uh, the other Lawless Comic Con 2024. I get the ball rolling. <laughs> Jesus, you started already. Probably, probably in May. Double Tree Hilton Hotel. So keep keep an eye out for that. People one. fucking rip into you for that. Then, oh, is there a, yeah. is a convention coming up, Dan? Yeah, get down the slack. <laughs> yeah, well, eat that. Yeah, have it, <laughs> have it. Um, my one, I think this, as we uh, announce now, I think it might be the last day to pledge, but certainly the Wicker Pasty, which is a full color Cornish folk horror fantasia. Oh yeah, um, yeah. from Tristan Tristan Mitchell, who's a, who's a great artist, and uh, yeah, this one, as I'm speaking now, it's a little shy of its goal. So uh, just give it a nudge. Give it a final nudge. See where, yeah. see where it is and give it a nudge because it is great stuff and he's a brilliant illustrator. And uh, he loves a bit of folklore, folk sort of horror and stuff like that. So it's great stuff. I, I think... used to have a, a Cornish pasty a week and then this cafe opposite uh, work shut down. So Cornish pasty consumption is now at zero, which uh, is a net loss for us and everyone, really. Wow. 
Do you know Greg's are like um, the biggest chain in the UK? Of like, are they? Yeah. Well, they've got their own clothing brand. When I say chain, yeah. I mean like sort of like food and beverage sort of things. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you afterwards a good Greg story. That's it's, been absolutely gangster walk down the road with a fucking. They did Greg's Crocs, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I tell you, they, don't get me started on Crocs. Because I like a pair of Crocs. I, like I don't want to get fucked. <laughs> did, he, did he hear the story? Was it Tom? Tom Curry told us the story about Crocs. No. You know no. that film, uh, Idiocracy? Yeah. They, the, the costume department had to find like some shoes that they thought would be stupid that people wouldn't that look stupid and would, would wear in the future they look slightly futuristic so they bought loads and loads of fucking shoes for all the people to wear in that film they're crocs before they got big when they just started out they're cool though crocs i wear mine to walk the dog just shut up i don't yeah. <laughs> shut really, up. Hard, really hard wearing as well you're hard wearing. Um, what i do is i roll my trouser legs up so you can see me ankles and i walk about in crocs do you, do you I, look like, do you I look like the fucking look. I look like Selwyn Froggett, the village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Little shout out to all those fucking people who watch TV in the late sixties. Selwyn Froggett. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but, but people that are still around in this generation, they may want to um, read some comics. Nice. Nice. So, um, should we reckon, recommend some comics to some lovely people? So, I'll give you a little shout out on NIA this weekend. I did a segue and I went, Vince would be proud of me. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know my heart skipped a beat when I got name dropped. <laughs> <laughs> you know Just why? Because I'm all ego all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Say my name. We're sending some inappropriate images to you guys on. Uh... I've I've just seen yeah. flashed up. Well, whenever, mean, whenever I get a, 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 a WhatsApp from Dan, it's just a picture. I think, oh fuck me, what is this now? Fuck. Yeah, that's well, pretty. That's an interesting one. Dan, uh, right? Your hard drive must be <laughs> no, disaster. Just, what the fuck is that? I don't. Just let's not. Right, we've got to get on with the show. Not eating McDonald's tonight. I, mean, I, I like to think the part of the beauty of the show is sometimes when we're talking about stuff like this, the mystery that people have to try and figure out of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but that's the beauty of an audio medium that you, you can't, can't, uh, you can't see the things that we're seeing. No, Dan, don't stop just, sending nine, nine, us. Stop sending us this film. It's the last thing I sent you. I clicked on <laughs> this another one. He's done another one. He's and, done uh, another one. It, it's the, all the responses to that tweet, all these thirsty dudes sent putting pictures up. So uh, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a thirsty dude, but. Well, it's hot weather, cool. isn't it? You've got to hydrate. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, so I've not got recommend. I've got a review. I've got two to in. do. I've got two reviews. Okay. Um, sh- shall I start with Tony, one? Tony, you start us off. Now, I'm going to ask your advice about this one in a minute, guys. I'm going to just just going to gauge the temperature in the room about this. Hmm. So just have a listen to what I'm going to tell you, and then we can have a discussion. So this is Cancer's, K-A-N-C-I-R, Cancer, um, issue one, published by Rogue Comics in 2019. Created to benefit the Irish Cancer Society. Good o, Good start. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Writer Derek O'Leary, at Derek O'Leary on Twitter. Art and letters by Kevin Keane at Kevin Keane twenty four on Twitter. Colors by Christian Sabare. Editor Gillian Dempsey, who on Twitter you'll like this, Vince, is Miss Meowenstein. Nice, that's good, isn't it? So yeah. Any, um, any, any time someone names their cat David Meowy, I immediately think you're a <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I want to see your hard drive. Right. So the book. <laughs> The book opens, um, it's a science fiction story, so it opens on a, a young man and he's walking into this sort of da- town that looks like your classic um, 
canon movies full moon studios apocalyptic town looks a bit like a western town but you know it's it's in the you know the world's gone to shit and um the it's called the town is called can but it's k-a-n but it looks like the rest of the word has been has sort of just disappeared a bit and it looks like it's the title of the book um as he does as he walks in town a man jumps out runs out jumps on a horse which is a rocket propelled horse that takes off into the sky and the kid goes into this bar and then these sort of dinosaur riding samurais arrive so they look like samurai robot kind of things um and they're, they're to demand and collect their money from the the owner it's almost like a um, almost like a local government you know or local criminals who go and collect money off him you know and they're called chemos with a k and it doesn't go well and the the owner is beheaded and the kid gets handed the bar and told he's now on collection duties um, people start arriving in the bar and the kid tries to explain to them he says none of us are paying that son of a bitch so the kid kind of goes hardcore and says look we're not going to pay um and then we wake up and the shift the, the scene shifts and the kid is in um a, a ward in a hospital and where he's being treated for cancer um with chemotherapy and everyone from his dream is there the personalities are the same but they're they're clearly just he's translate he's pushed them into his dream world is what you kind of think you know so there's there's the sort of the the girl who's there and the quiet kid um and at one point after after a bit of chatting and getting to know everyone the kid stands on he puts his hat on that kind of comes from nowhere and he stands on this the top of his table or his bed and he says i'm bringing the fight to chemo and anyone who wants to join me and then we're back in the abandoned town i won't ruin the ending um because i to be fair i'm not actually sure what happens um but there's a kid who's killed he doesn't make it to the town is part of it and i think he's died because somebody says there's four of them standing there and somebody says where's this other character and they sort of all look where's jake his name is and they all sort of look off to the side to nothing where he would have been standing and i think the implication is that cancer has got him does that make sense yeah yeah um solid small press artwork um characters are all recognizable uh, albeit very caricatured which is fine um he's he, there's not much done on the, in the way of backgrounds which i i've got not a massive problem with the whole background thing i know people say oh they don't draw backgrounds do they i think sometimes if you're doing a fight scene it's not a necessity no and no. if you want to draw the eye completely i'm i'm okay with that you know it, it happens it happens a lot you know even uh even jack did that didn't he mm. um they he uses silhouettes um in to, in different ways to different values on the page um there's a silhouette on the final page which i think is part of the confusion about what's happening at the end because this is the first issue of a series i'm not sure to be honest when issue two is coming out because i think this came out in 2019 so which i only realized after i sort of read through it and, and looked back in order to um to write some notes on it um because they sent it through to us i thought it was more necess necessarily an, a, a more recent book um I'm going to say some of the dialogue jumped out a bit at me. Um, I've just read a book, right, like this. This is a sort of offshoot. I've just read a book called The War Against Cliché, which is um, I'm, I, I was substantially fucking knocked back by the death of Martin Amis. So I went back and read some of his old books. And he did a, there's a book of collection of short stories from 71 to, to the 2000s called The, the War Against Cliché. And he, he's very open. And, and Joyce follows a similar pattern, James Joyce, um, in relation to don't use a cliche in a sentence. It takes the reader out of it. 
you know right, so yeah. not everything has to be the not everything has to be cutting edge you know think of something else to say you know all these like things that you know uh, lazy writing in a way and there's quite a few um in this one which i think would would get get martin amy's irked um there's one point where the girl says to the boys she says this is cancer town population you i thought and i did oh. groan, groan a little bit at that one oh, um, that's bad yeah at the end of a conversation someone says meeting adjourned um one of the girls so this isn't a dialogue um well it's a little bit this isn't a dialogue cliche but what the girl turns up on a hoverboard and she says um that the hoverboard goes up to 88 miles per hour and i'm like no why why uh, firstly um i think it worth sort of breaking the illusion of the world you're trying to make by dropping in pop culture for the references and i think that's what it's doing i think the overuse of cliches which should possibly be there in a first draft but can you know for a tonal way but knowing that you're going to go back and rewrite it is fine mm. but i think think of different ways to say things and different ways to say things that apply to a um a situation you're in okay um there's a couple of um narrative jumps i didn't quite understand so the the way that they get back into the dream i didn't really understand um there's a couple of things going on here. The the ending, I had some issues. I didn't. I wasn't really totally sure. It looks like a certain person dies in it, but I'm not sure whether that is real. If, if it happens, okay. or, you know. Um, uh, so, the big elephant in the room. Okay, so I've described this to you guys. Um, do you think it's too on the nose? I mean, I, I'm my my father had cancer. My son has had mm. cancer. Is it yeah. is it too on the nose for you? Um, the way I things can be done in different ways, and I think it yes. can be done. Right, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they can be, and and certainly some things benefit from being on the nose, don't they? Yeah, of course. Um, as you were describing it, I, I it's a very maybe... personal opinion. I mean, you know, we, yeah, we, agreed. Yeah, have yeah, different opinions about this. I mean, I mean, for for me, it's, it sounds a little too on the nose for me, but that's not to say anything about this person's experiences or struggle or thing like that um i i was immediately reminded of periwinkle by Susie gander when you were yeah, talking about yeah. this um yeah. which is a similar kind of vibe it's a similar tale, oh man that, yeah. that killed me periwinkle yeah yeah killed me yeah but uh but Susie doesn't it, it deals with it in a different way doesn't she she, mm -hmm. she yeah she develops the story in a different way and that worked that works better for me i haven't read this book so i can't i can't speak to it but yeah i know it's difficult yeah, yeah from what you're describing it sounds That's why i want to lay the story out for you just to decide it sounds know. a little heavy-handed yeah but... i think that's a good way of putting it that's how yeah. i feel about it mate. Yeah. yeah 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 but i guess yeah. sometimes sometimes when writing we... these sort of things it's it's a diff you know bear in mind we haven't seen issue two no so that okay. it might that might you know, yeah. making it a longer story, you know, that might help. I don't think issue two's out yet. So I don't know okay. what's happening there. Yeah. Okay. Dan? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'm kind of, obviously I'm getting this through the lens of yourself. And I mean, who hasn't been affected by a relative or a loved one kind of uh, been afflicted with sort of cancer. It's a, it's a, it's a very tricky one. Uh, uh, I feel like if you're treading down this path, you, you're going to more than likely upset someone potentially. Uh, just you got to be a bit careful what you're doing. 
Uh, in, in, uh, in its defense, it does have, and this is unlike a lot of comics that claim to be about, you know, especially at the moment, mental health. This page does have, this comic does have a page that shows how you can contact. That's fair play then. Yeah, like, I think that's give, good. Again, big yeah, props that's, that. that's a big tip yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. big because yeah. if you're willing to discuss these things and then you've got stuff like that in it where we can guide people to resources to help them out. Yeah. You, it's got to be done, really. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big tick. Money they are finance, you know. I think it's it's done in not finance, but it's done in company with them. Hmm. Um, I just uh, just have a th- yeah. I don't know, and it, I think this is one of those things that different folks for, with different strokes, isn't it? You know, yeah. different people would see this in different yeah, ways. But the fact that the way you're you're reacting this way is is saying something. Do you know what I mean? You're kind of yeah. Is it? I mean, is it, if it's getting me this way, isn't that a good thing? You know, potentially you know, it depends on what they're trying yeah, to get out of you. Yeah, what they're, what they're trying to elicit by is this the reaction they wanted? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's got us talking about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is an Irish. This is an Irish group. So if you are in the UK, go to Cancer Research UK and, and donate some money to it. You know, yeah. I think, if, I think it would be my my point here as well. You know, and okay, in the US or in Ireland or wherever you're going to be, go and donate to it if you if you think it's worthy. And we are talking about it, so that can't be a bad thing. Yeah, true, um, true. Yeah, it's a funny one, guys. I just, uh, you know, I was quite impacted by it, especially with my son a few years ago. Yes, so yeah. it's, um, I just did get a bit of an eye roll out of me when I said, right, the Warriors, they're fighting a called Chemos. It's in a town they're, called Cancer. Yeah, you know, then I, that, that think, line from the yeah. female, I'm like, come on. It's, uh, yeah, because like I say, if there are, if you do have sort of personal experiences with these kind of things, they do evoke, um, it's visceral sometimes. It's uh, yeah. the, the emotions yeah, and the reactions. I mean, I, I certainly, um, like everyone here, have had family and experiences with cancer. Man, um, it kills half of us, isn't it? They're all people. Yeah. Half of us will get yeah. it. You know, that's and the thing. one of the things that really yeah. surprised me. You know, and sometimes it just comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? The, the reactions yeah. you have when you have these. You know, um, I mean, there's many things that I don't like about it, but the the latest Thor film. Um, yeah, that's, that, good, that's another one actually. That one, you, that good in, comparison in, that invoked a visceral reaction in me that made me think, "Fuck this film." <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. You know, so I've not seen that. I've, yeah, I, just, I only heard yeah. your vitriol about Vince, and I can tell that I fucking hate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do like things, people. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but that was because you know when you're when you have a personal experience with something and or, you know, your life has been touched in a certain way, um, stories and media affect you in a different way, don't they? Mm. Um, whereas it, you know, with that subject, when that, with that particular example, it was just terrible on many other levels as well. But with comics, like you say, it, just by touching on a certain subject, which is the same, well, obviously we're speaking about things like cancer here. You know, we spoke about, you know, um, abuse or trauma or PTSD in previous episodes. There's lots yeah. of things that can be certainly triggering for people, aren't there? Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, so, yeah, I, I must say, I'm. I haven't read this yet, Danny. I'd be intrigued to read this just to see. If this was just a comic that wasn't about cancer, mm. I don't think I would be buying issue two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but because it is. And it's it's designed to raise awareness and money for cancer research. I will probably promote the issue too if they send it to us. Fair enough. Oh yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, for God's sake, support those causes, people. Mm. They really do. Yeah. Interesting one. There you yeah, go. Interesting. Yeah. 
Look at us. We can have a think about things, can't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan, do you, Dan, do you want to do sure. your one? Uh, my one I'm going to be reviewing now is The 51st State, by, uh, written and drawn by Finn Moxon. Uh, I didn't realise I've actually talked about one of Finn's books before. Yeah, that um, rings a bell. Uh, Hippie. Do you remember okay. that copy? He, he, he sent us in before. He's definitely mentioned it on the uh, ACP Slack. Uh, uh, of course, he's in the Slack, and he caught his yeah. Finn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, so, Finn. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Synopsis. A washed-up state investigator investigates the death of an American businessman on English soil during a tumultuous time in English politics. Uh, I had to look up the 51st state because I knew it had a meaning beyond um, what is the meaning to the 51st state. And, uh, There's a movie as well, isn't it, with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. It? It's described as the 51st state is a term in American political discourse that refers to areas considered to be candidates for U.S. statehood joining the 50 United States existing since 1959. And when you read that through, it facts into the comic book because uh, 51st state tells like a noir tinge detective story set in a future dystopian London. It wouldn't have gone amiss from last week's episode with uh, Richard. But uh, yeah, everything's kind of like commercialized, built up. Uh, on on the bones of the old old London, and we sort of follow Detective Jordan as he begins to try and solve a, the the aforementioned murder of the high ranking US diplomat, and depending on how the investigation goes, it could have dire repercussions between future relations of the UK and the US. Uh, from the get go, Jordan suspects that like there's a lot more going going on. He's being told by his superiors, and he sort of tries to set about to get to the bottom of the case and see what the actual story behind the story is uh moving on to sort of some the uh design art crits uh i think the, the your artwork and the pages uh finn would work with more uh, a difference in line weight throughout a lot of your pages have got the same line weight so when you've got characters in the foreground and then characters like this background scenery, you're drawing them the same line weight uh, often, okay. and that that can really flatten out. So if I'm if you're drawing the figure and then they're looking at a cloud and that's got the same line weight as the, the figure, it it kind of it flattens it. If you can somehow try and work out like stuff in the distance has got a thin line weight, it, it might help build that sort of illusion. Well, of there's, distance. there's artists, there's artists certainly that have. Um... The people in the foreground, they've just put like a thick line around it. So yeah. Carl- Carlos Oscar used to um, yeah. put a thick line. Yeah, that's, that. that's it. Yeah. yeah, he's quite famous for having that sort of almost like a dotted line, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of like changing up line weights might be a good way to kind of get a bit of uh, depth and kind of like being able to pick things out on the page a little more. When okay. it's quite heavy all the way through, sometimes you're like, oh, fucking hell, there's a lot of detail here. And one thing this you've done really well in this book, there's a lot of detail. And I see you spent a lot of time building up the environments uh as a real sort of you've taken your time done a bit of research sketch these backgrounds and especially when they go inside interior buildings and it feels like this actually feels like a building in london like the the decor and everything i, I can imagine that 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 being there uh some saying that there's you've only did it once or twice through the book and you'd mentioned this tony and yours sometimes you don't have to have a background you can have like a yeah. white or black and if you've got like detail, 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 sometimes it's like fucking hell. I need a bit of a break. Uh, imagine an action film. This is the moment you turn it on. It's like action, 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 car chase, explosions. You need moments of quiet to kind of for there to be noise. It's got to be quiet. So yeah. at times you they have that kind of rhythm of 
slow down the artwork a little bit, then you can ramp it up yeah. a bit. So it's just interesting, give the isn't it? Like, a break. Like, like some people just have no backgrounds, and some people can have too many. It's, it's an look interesting. At Ma- look at manga, yeah. man. Manga does yeah. that well. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Back to manga. Again. I yeah. mean, look at uh, mentioned it the other week. The uh, Jeff Darrow, hard boiled. He does that all the time. There's lots Sometimes and lots it's too of, much, isn't it? It's like watching yeah, a Where's yeah. Wally fucking... But he does there. drop in, like, character when they're standing on white mm. and they're very empty pages. So you do get a contrast. But a lot of the time with Jeff Darrow stuff, stuff, fucking hell, there's so much here. It's just... You, you're reading the story, then you stop to read mm. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. page. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's some lovely Lateran. pages, though. I mean, like, what, one of the ones... Um, I mean, I haven't read this one fully yet, but, like, look, look at the artwork. I mean, I like the the shades that you know the the blue the two-tone sort of blue yes but yeah there's, there's one particular page um it's just a simple effect but it's just next to like a sort of a wire fence you know yep. the page i'm talking about yeah um it's just adding that texture to it just it's just lovely i think you know i i, I love that page that really mm. sort of stands out to me especially and i like this the different shapes and sizes of sequential panels Yes. Um, this is something I've discovered, like with when, especially reading a lot of eighties sort of like you know the weekly books. Yeah. That those artists were mixing up the panels, you know, the diagonal boxes. You know, it's mm. not it's not just yeah. a, the nine panel grid, isn't it? Which I think some people restrict themselves to a lot of time, don't they? There's there's playing that. with a yeah. format, which yeah. I know is something you do a lot as well, Dan. Don't you? You sort of like mess try to, things. yeah, yeah. You got to jump out of the panel as well, don't you? Yeah. Sometimes, it's, yeah. One of the things you mentioned, like you've got. It's black and white with blue tints yeah. and occasionally red. So when you see the murder body, the blood is red. Uh, and the detective's tie is red. So I presume there's some kind of, uh, there's like a kind of a, a, a lang- something you're trying to build up here. There's a, a reason why the guy's tie is red. But there's a couple of pages where his tie is not red. And I'm like, is that, was that on purpose or is that uh, an, a mistake? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is, yeah. is that guy's tie, if he's, that's the only color that someone's wearing that's not black, black, wild, blue. Is the red, and he's mm. it drops out a couple of times. Is it because he's sank his sand, or is do you know what I mean? There's a kind of an ambiguity there. So maybe just yeah. uh, check out so that. With that in mind, Dan, like I'd like to see that tie prominent on the cover. Do you know what I mean that yes. that use? Because it's such so strong within the book, isn't mm. it? That, that that tie and is everything. Whereas the cover just I mean, saying Denotzi is the main main character. They got yeah. this the red ties. It's kind of the central focus is a good, yeah. good little tool for bringing it in. Mm. Uh, one thing I bring up as well, the, the lettering throughout the font size, I think you're hand lettering this. If you're going to go for a hand letter, you've got to be quite careful with that. I mean, I can recall back to Nick Prolix doing stuff on uh, uh, the Kung Fu book, Tony. The, the, yeah. The, he'd, um, he'd Co- like, Courtney drew, Kung Fu. Courtney yeah. Kung Fu. He drew up the lines, the guidelines, so you get the cap height and the drop height to get your letters right. And in yours, they kind of I think you can get away with hand lettering to a degree, but like yours it's changes. Hard fucking work, isn't it? It's really yeah, yours work. changes throughout, and sometimes I'm like, "What's that word?" And I've, I've looked in, I go, "Okay, I've got it there." But just be careful of that. I mean, there's two the options to go digital, but if you do hand lettering well, it's a fucking joy. It's like a, a, a an extra. Oh, bonus. It's, it's such yeah. a beautiful thing, hand lettering, isn't it? You know, you look yeah. at Nick stuff, but you look at someone like, um, uh, uh, oh, the the, the artist is fucking Alex Toth. Alex yeah. Toth used to write postcards to people, and and in, in and the font was almost like the way he wrote it was almost like lettering, and it's like amazing, yeah, Love it's it. so beautiful, yeah, yeah. So quick, quick things about the writing. I won't go into this too much. I really enjoyed uh, reading the story and seeing where it's going to go. Of I course. feel like you might want to run past a couple of things, like about 
uh, crime scene and procedural stuff and maybe someone who's got a bit of knowledge about it because there's some stuff where it's like it feels a little woolly you like i'm not sure if that changes in the series so i just looked on your shop and you got up to issue four uh one of the things they point out like the the main detectives at the crime scene and uh he's got the dead bodies at the top of the the this hotel the prestigious hotel and his superiors are sent like you got to find the the get to the bottom of this case and he's like i've got nothing to work on and it's like you've got the there's a dead body there and there's, there's a there's a lot of evidence to kind of work on do you know what i mean like yeah just have a have a think through that uh but i said the the world being you've got going on is absolutely great it's that a lot of the characters in this you can see they're kind of their inhabitants of this world are kind of beaten down kind of accept it for what it is the main character jordan he's very much kind of the uh, the Sam Spade kind of a, a bit down, but he's got a glimmer of integrity to him. And he actually wants to see like this case solved and resolved. And it's very appealing to see that when there's, there's a good character amongst all this kind of like corruption and, and shit going on. Uh, I've mentioned before, like got some great variation of angles and shots and the page layouts. You mentioned that Vince yeah. uh, it's, it changes throughout. You've, you've really gone for it there. And the, uh the limited palette on the colors after seeing the way you've done it i'm not sure if i could see it any other way i think it really yeah. works and you've done you've done a really good I'm job i'm a big there. fan of that two-tone sort of color man i have yeah. always been and like also i'm a big fan of like when people just sparingly use red yeah you know i mean it's just so good it can be so powerful can't it it can be if you want to kind of make a jump up from black and white to color doing this as an intermediate step I was looking at Mike Aston's Lava Fists today, which yeah. I haven't had a chance to read properly, but he does that. He does black and white, and then he just does the fist in colour. Wow. It's, nice, got an, yeah. it's got an interesting effect to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Finn's got a couple of uh, places you can get his work, but if you go to finmoxandart.gumroad.com, we'll have to put some of this on the, the tweet once we've done the show because there's, there, there's a few more involved ones. But if you look up Finn, F-I-N-N, Moxon, M-O-X-O-N, do a, a search on Google. Uh, and he's got an Instagram account. and be well, Why not just there. join the Slack and you can message you him can, on there? You can interact with him directly and you can buy yeah. all issues of the 51st State on his Gumroad as well as Hippie, which I've reviewed and spoke about and Badlands and Abyss, which I've not seen yet, but I will, will remedy that. So nice work, Finn. Good stuff. Nice. And that's me. Um, my one is not from the review pile, but I wanted to speak about <laughs> it because um, a recommendation. I think so. I think so. Purely um, from a, a very intriguing. Um, oh, I wonder what this is like. And oh it, no! And it was a pleasant experience. Um. Tony's. I don't know why you're saying that, Tony. It's not as bad as you think. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is he doing? You'll you'll probably be able to guess this immediately, guys. Both of you, I, I'd imagine. But here here is the synopsis. Simple synopsis. En route back to Earth, the crew of the starship Snark intercepts an alien transmission. Their investigation leads them to a desolate planetoid, a crashed alien spacecraft, and a pyramidic structure of unknown origin. Then the terror begins. What does that sound like to you? Is that the new Predator comic or something? No. But you're on the right lines. Dan? Aliens? It's Dan's, Dan's turn. Yeah, <laughs> God, I, I have to go for Aliens. This is Alien 
the original screenplay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, um, as it says on the on the blob, in 1976, 20th Century Fox bought a screenplay from Dan O'Bannon entitled Star Beast. And three years later, with Ridley Scott at the helm, Alien was unleashed on unsuspecting filmgoers. When you hear Dan O'Bannon, do you ever think of Pat O'Banton? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was bubbling hot. He hot, was bubbling hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That's a callback to our first year when we used to go on about him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Anyway, right. Um, <laughs> Google Pat O'Banton. You, you won't regret it. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is basically the original script by Dan O'Bannon. I've got and, you there, uh, haven't I? You were thinking Pat O'Bannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> had to think about that then. Um, this has um, been adapted by Cristiano. I'm not, I'm not saying that second name. I will... Ronaldo. I will fuck it up. S-E-I-X-A-S. How would you say that? Ooh. I wouldn't even dare. No. no. And artist uh, Guillaume Balbi. I've probably murdered that as well. Um, they've attempted, as it says here, they've attempted to stay true to the characters, settings, and creatures described in the original screenplay without replicating the famous designs of Ron Cobb, Mobius, and H.R. Geiger. A new, okay. ex- a new experience, but still terrifying. So I was aware that this came out. This came out in 2020. Do you remember when this was coming out? Was it? Was it um, yeah, I do. Yeah, was, yeah. It, was it Dark Horse that brought this out? Or was it? Uh, it wasn't Marvel. It wasn't Marvel, was it? Yeah, I can't remember who. I don't. The publisher says it's Mike Richardson. Oh, it'd be Dark Horse then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh no, um, Mike Richardson is that? I thought he isn't was. That, is that Image? It was Image, or did was he? In... Oh, I'm confused. I'm, it's too late, and I'm very tired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Dark Dark Horse book. Dark Horse, um, course it is. yeah. He's that yeah. tall dude, isn't he? Yeah. 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 And this was a uh, uh, five issues. Um, and this was just a fascinating. We obviously we were talking about adaptions and things like that recently, yes. and that's why it sort of it came onto my radar. And it was I got it digitally, and like I bought the individual issues because it was like some stupid sale where they were like seventy nine p or something. Like that. And I thought, right, let's take a punt on this. Let's see what this is like. Firstly, I gotta say, the artwork is wonderful. It's um, it, it immediately does the job of making making it feel like this is a different thing. Um, I mean, it is very clean and crisp. It's not what you, um, it's not what you imagine an alien book to be. Um, it's certainly um, more in a, some would say more of a Marvel style as well. Some of that cleaner sort of. Um, who gotcha. Was the, who was the guy that did? Um, you know, when the X Men. Uh, God, uh, you know when they were first like the kids again came back out of time. Who was there? Who was doing? Oh. Um... God, I can't think of it. Uh, he was yeah, I know. Abs- he did it with the Bendis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that sort of um, a little bit of that style with modern sensibilities on the ships and and the beats are there. We've we've probably we've all watched the film or you know read the adaption the adaptions of the books so or we're aware of what happens to the Nostromo. Um, but immediately, because none of these characters are named like that, the names are all completely different. Right, it puts you in a different headspace, in a different yeah. reading space. It it was a little dreamlike reading it because I was like, okay, this this is this is cool. It almost feels like if you were reading it and didn't know anything about it, you'd just be like, 
they're just ripping off Alien. This is a complete rip off of Alien. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? It, it, because the names are different and it, it it's a modern sensibility, modern colouring, you know, modern sort of styling. Um, you would think it would be a rip off, but that's why because it's the original screenplay that makes it so fascinating. There's certainly um, elements that, that are different, but and the creature design, fair play to them. That is an impossible. Just imagine you're the artist for this book and like, right, okay, we're doing the original screenplay of Alien. You've got to design the alien. Don't make it look like one. Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what would you do? I don't know. You, I don't know. You, you can't get away from the preconceptions. Exactly. You've got. I'd, I'd go knows. straight for Elf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, but this book also is like, you know, there's a chestburster scene. There's um, this one follows more of, um, you know, there's stories of when the victims were sort of cocooned up as well and and they were sort of when when i hear stories of like with the original cut where they were turning into eggs or they were morphing into other things do you remember those stories of the original really scott one right um they obviously weren't in the final alien film that we now know because they but, did a similar thing with three didn't they didn't they go and do the original yeah um yeah 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 a little bit of that yeah um and certainly you have these scenes of people being cocooned up and towards the end, certain characters who are there going, oh, you know, kill me. It's already, But the creature was also eating people as well. So that they, they sort of tie that in. It was a fascinating experience, but, like, it's pretty wordy. It is pretty wordy because it is like a, a screenplay as well. You know, there's, yeah. and it's very dialogue heavy. Um, but once it starts to kick off, um, maybe, I don't know, is five issues too much for it? I say that, but when it gets to the fifth issue, the fifth issue rattles along at such a pace. Much okay. like much like the film itself, isn't it? You spend a lot of time with this crew, and then when it all kicks off, they all just go, don't they, in the last ten minutes yeah, yeah. or so. Um, when that all happens, it kind of ends quite kind of suddenly. Um, it's a, it, okay. I, I recommend this because if you know the, the franchise, you know the story... Um, I think there's value. There's certainly value to be had in this book. I, t- I, I, I applaud them for trying this, for doing something different like this. Um, as a reader, it's a bit of a uh, sort of historical document. That's what I like. This sort of thing, yeah, yeah. Um, because it is taking uh, like modern talent and sensibilities. They haven't half-assed this. This isn't just a money grab. This feels like they're trying to do something different with something we already know. Um, so maybe people just didn't give it enough play. Um, but it also, I enjoyed it. But when it ends, because it still ends with the, you know, the the familiar scene that we know, um, going, getting in the cryopod and doing that. This is this is this person sort of signing off. They don't even have the name Ripley. Um, you know, the last survivor signing off. It has that, and that's how the book ends. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Alien, but I think most of you have. Um, that left me with a. I felt weird. <laughs> there was a real sort of like this does this this doesn't feel right because it's right. it it felt like a cover version. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a good. But there's so much to be enjoyed about this book, and certainly certain moments that aren't in the film that we know, which add a little more to it. You know. Um, so I definitely if you if you this one passed you by and you like sci-fi horror and just you know the Alien franchise, there's so many of these tie-in books and certainly I know Marvel are putting out a new Alien book at the moment which is 
far too high price for me actually to actually try. Um, <laughs> but this was like, uh, yeah, I like stuff like this. A novel take on it, and an interesting, okay, uh, an interesting version of something we already know. And I'd be interested to see what other people thought of this, because yeah. It's sort of thing I'd read. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think you should definitely check it out just to mm. see what your experience is with it, Tony. Because obviously you're well versed with the the film and like we've all seen them, haven't we? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a go to, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so much so that some dialogue is in our brains, isn't it? It's imprinted yeah. in our brains. So to read something like this, where it's an echo of that dialogue in your brain, but it's said in a different voice, it's kind of a. This is, yeah, it's. Yeah, worth checking out. So, Alien, the original screenplay. If you can find it uh, digitally, or maybe that you know you might be able to find a collection somewhere. It's worth. It's really worth checking out. Plus, it's like that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, hundred twelve pages as well. So, yeah, decent. Mm. And that's my one. Okay, Tony. Last one. Quick. This is a quick one. Uh, Griffin Galaxy's most wanted issue one, published by Whatnot Publishing. I think this is the first Whatnot we've done, isn't it? I think I'm going to say. I know they had a stall at MCM this year. Um, Script, Ben Kahn. Art and Colours, Bruno Hidalgo. Uh, Colour Assistance, James Perifil. Lettering, Sal Cipriani. Um, it's I, I, this is quite interesting. I, I, I quite enjoyed this. More so in the second read, I'm going to say, which is an unusual one, isn't it? Um, humanity is the villain in this one, which is, is a common twist that we one we, we quite like reading, don't we? I know we've mentioned it on previous things. Yeah. Um, and they've conquered the known universe. The um, the fascist human ruling empire goes by the name the Sovereign Reach. It's quite cool. I know these characters called these sort of sets cults in America called the Sovereign people, aren't they? I don't know if it's a little play on that. Um, but one of their most capable officers is a, a female captain called Lila Griffin, and she went missing about six months ago, and now she's back, and she's um, no longer a supporter of the ruling party. And and um, it opens, drops you straight in, opens opens on her trial. And she's refusing to play ball, um, and she's um, she's just fucking with them in this trial. This is this is a lot of this comics played for comedy. It's an action comedy, it's a science fiction action comedy. I'd put it as. Um, in fact, um, she accuses them all of being dicks who are just fucking the galaxy, which is quite a good little line. Um, meanwhile, there's a resistance officer called Talika who's on board the ship, and she is sort of vying and looking at Griffin and thinking. Will she be a benefit to the resistance and is looking to spring her out of her cell? Turns out that Griffin is also um, extremely angry all the time and more than a little crazy and possibly too extreme for even the resistance, which is a sort of ragtag resistance. You think Star Wars resistance, you know, but with more sort of different creatures and stuff type thing. Um, so it all turns into a massive fight on the ship and she and they all start tearing soldiers apart and, um, they also rescue a man who is described as the smartest man in the universe, who um, Griffin makes clear that she is going to do the Beast of Two Backs with him at some point in this comic. And she says, I'm <laughs> going to do you later. Um, what happens later is um, you you find her in the captain's chair and he's going down on her. And you think, oh, OK, there you go. And, you, and she says, what are you doing? He says, oh, it's captain's chair. It's got the added allure of being here, you know. Um, so... They sort of, and I won't spoil the rest of it, but it becomes this sort of soap opera in space. With are they necessarily going to get on with the new resistance? What, who's fighting them? Who's chasing them? Um, there's a lot packed into it. Um, I would describe it as anarchic, angry, aggressive, sexual, and R-rated. Um, 
which I kind of I kind of like that. I kind of like it. There was talking of my um, cliche meter. There was a couple of moments. Um, they used the, if it quacks like a duck and walks like they used that line in there. Um, there's a couple of things I thought. Oh come on, you're better than this. You know this is a this is a good character. Um, get on with it. The the, the art's good. Um, I think that uh, Bruno works with Ben quite a lot. I know that if you look at um, Ben's website, you can see there's a few comics that they've done together, and I think they kind of fit. They seem to sort of be very much um, in sync with each other. Um, I could certainly see Ben's art turning up on an Oni book, something like that. You know, maybe the sort of akin to someone like Carl Starks. Um, who instantly cast darks everywhere at the moment. He's writing about three books this month, I think. Um, it's over the top, gory action, lots of lots of angry people, quirky. Um, there's a couple of narrative jumps. Now, I, I wondered about this, so I reached out to I reached out to Ben for a couple of reasons. First off, that um, Ben is described as script in the credits, and I thought that was a strange thing. I don't know what you think, um, the, yeah. But, just to say you're doing script, which which led me to think, I sort of was thinking about it, I thought, oh, maybe this is a property from somewhere else because it's got a bit of that about it. You know, I'm like, I don't understand video games and things. So I sort of, I reached out and said, oh, hi, Ben, just wondered a couple of things, straight back to me, thank me for, you know, taking the inquiry. And it, no, it isn't, this is an original series, but it was released previously as a digital only on Comicsology. So what you've got in the first issue is a number of issues put together. So I'm guessing a couple of the narrative jumps actually are between issues, but you don't you're not aware of that because you're reading it as one long thirty or page comic. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is acceptable. There's um page thirty nine, there's a weird bit where a character keeps changing size. And I I've gone back and looked at this a few times and I'm not sure if that's on purpose and that's one of his abilities or it's just a weird way of emphasizing who's in charge of a conversation or it's, it's, it's a slight mistake in the art. It's a, it's a small quibble, if anything. Um, yeah. So what not publishing? We've got the first two issues. I haven't read the second issue of this, but it's a good start. It's a nice, powerful character. Um, she, she, she's sort of quite cool looking. She's got pink hair. She shouts a lot of people. She doesn't like green pudding, you know, <laughs> usual sort of thing. Yeah. Um, who does like yeah, green pudding? Who, who the fuck likes green pudding, eh? Um, yeah, so, yeah, so have a look at that. Griffin, Galaxy's Most Wanted. I can see it's got a bit of a sort of um, cult hit about it somewhere. Nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's okay. Nice. That's my second one, guys. So there nice you one. go. There you go. Yet more comics for you to check out, creators for you to support, and uh, just general more comics awesomeness brought to you mm. by uh, three people who uh, pretend to know what they're talking about. No, a bit about comics. We know a little bit. <laughs> we like reading them. Yeah, and, yeah, and making them, and we hope you do too. And talking it, shit about them, and talking shit, and we <laughs> hope you have enjoyed us talking <laughs> shit this week about putting the world to rights, or like just hopefully, you know, some food for thought. If there's anything, like, like we said uh, earlier as well, keep the conversation and the discourse going. Um, if there's anything you want us to talk about or to elaborate on the future shows, there's several different ways you can get in touch with us to talk about it. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on social media at the Awesome Pod. Like I say, there's the Slack community. Get in touch with us. 
on any of those channels and uh, mm. we'll sort you out because there's a wonderful community of people on there. Yep. There's lots of different channels. There's ones about crowdfunding. There's creating. There's like keep. There's the conversation about the, the shows. Keep it, keep it going on there. And, yeah. and just general chit-chat. And it's full of great people just talking about comics, which is what it's all about. And uh, thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, just uh, subscribe, leave a nice review. Um, some people ask for five star reviews. Just leave us a nice review. Uh, you know, it just yeah. helps get the word out about the show. Pushes up the algorithm and all all that uh, nonsense. And uh, so you didn't want to get on board with the uh, the review five star thing. <laughs> yeah, if you give us five stars or review your comic, what? I, I I I don't I don't think we need to ask them. I no, trust no, no. I trust them. And uh, well, actually, we've had some lovely reviews from people in the past, and we truly yeah, we truly have. appreciate it. We know um, you are. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to us on any other network, such as Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're also on the Pod Network. You're well cool, just like Lizzo. <laughs> mm. There you go. All you Lizzo fans out there. Yeah. Respect. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, God. I don't um, even know who she I, is. I don't know. <laughs> No, we don't play a flute or something. She plays the flute, doesn't she? We don't know anything about modern popular beat combos. No. Um, Or the. Vince just listens to dark, um, was it Viking metal music, don't you? In your headphones. You're you're, you're right. You brought up Clearwater last week. I'd never heard of them. It's ever ever clear. Ever Ever clear. clear. See, I never even heard of them either. I was playing them today in the car. Oh, yeah. 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 There you go. It's amazing what you learn on this show. Hopefully, lots about comics, and uh, and speaking of comics, where can people find us online, etc.? Tony, neveronanything dot com. There you go, easy. Yeah, check out the podcast; it's well good. Thank you, mate. Dan, you can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at vanguardcomic.com. Is anyone dying on this week's Vanguard, Dan? Two people died. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? I, I was expecting to go so casually. I was he? expecting him to yeah. go. No spoilers now. <laughs> Uh, but to read, every, find everybody, out who. Everybody yeah. dies. Yeah, every, there's, every... there's a higher death count in this issue. Oh my god, <laughs> love it! Get on it, people. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for listening to this show. As always, listeners, old and new, we bloody appreciate it. And uh, yeah, stick with us in this crazy world of comics that we talk about every week. And we really appreciate you listening. And wherever you are in the world. We hope you're happy, healthy, enjoying the comics you're reading and, more importantly, enjoying the comics you're making as well. Keep yes. doing it because we want to read it. That comic you're making right now that you haven't told anyone about, tell us about it. We'll have a look. Don't hold back. Don't worry what people say. Just yeah. make make it make the comic. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I guess until we come back next week, then, uh, I don't know. They should keep reading comics, yes. They should keep making them. Tick. Yes. Done. Yeah. Um, follow the show. There's something else. What What else should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See you next week. See you later. Bye.
every time you say goodbye like you're going to shoot yourself in the face. Every time you say say goodbye, goodbye. (laughs) my bum dies a little. (laughs) Gobby, the uh, camp went to my hello at the start. 